This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Yo, 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 Podcast Poppy is back. I welcome into the Good Riddance Podcast, episode 14, I believe. I will do a quality control check just to make sure, but we're here. I'm back and my trusty co-host is still by my side. Jay, talk to him. I'm here, man. How you feeling, man? I'm recuperating, bro. Recuperating? I'm recuperating for this weekend. It's fucking on, brutal. Are you, are you running on E? Nah, bro. I'm running on fumes. I'm on, on that. Fumes. <laughs> bro, you need to stop. Bro. Grab, a little, grab a little gas. Listen, man. What's up, man? Talk to me. How was your Labor Day weekend, man? Man, it was fucking amazing. Had a good time, you okay. know? Hit Pachanga for the very first time. Mm. Success. Success? Yeah, it was success. It was a successful story. We enjoyed ourselves. Had a like good time. So oh man. No, it was, man. Bro, I came back swelling like cigarette smoke. <laughs> Fucking booze up to the yin yang. Usually a sign of a good time. Man, let me tell you. It's fucking great. Usually a sign of a good fucking shit, time. man. No, it, it was it was wild, man. I played roulette for the very first time. It was a very intriguing game, man. It's one of those games where you could really come up real quick or fucking fuck your life up on a spot. Right. So you got to be very strategic. Anybody that goes out there to play roulette, you better know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> and don't come up like me, man, making them big bets like if it was like something you knew you were doing for many years. Right, right. No, you're dropping some money on the table. Everybody's like, ooh, man, we got a professional on deck. <laughs> Made the you money to, real hey, quick. Bro, All of a sudden. They say, they say fake it till you make it. Hey, man, hey, you can't fake it with them dollars, bro. Fake they it, will fake expose it with the, you, right? they, they will expose your elements and your essence very quickly, bro. Uh huh. Very fucking quickly. I mean, you show up with a thousand bucks in your pocket and you mm-hmm. know that your life savings, the moment that thousand is gone, bro, your facial expression changes. That Versace suit looked like a Calvin Klein. <laughs> and they, they could smell it. They could smell a motherfucker with money. Man, they'll be like, man, wasn't he wearing hey, a cashmere that? suit? Does it smell like hey, some bullshit? What was that on? Which one? Damn, that was. Uh, when it, it was like, I could smell a motherfucker with I can't think of what that was off. It was a movie. Which one was it? It was in front. No, it wasn't front. Nah, I digress. I, 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 it'll we'll, hit me. We'll, we'll get back to that it'll one. It'll hit me. It'll hit me. Keep uh, going. Nah, but you know what I'm thinking about right now? What's that? I just thought about Rush Hour 2. <laughs> cheap suits. Hello? Cheap suits? Cheap suits? <laughs> How cheap? Cheap as hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Who comes out wearing a fucking karate suit, right? bro? How cheap? Cheap as hell? <laughs> Anyway, man, that shit right. was fucking dope, though. That shit was okay. fun. Had a good time, man. We got the fams out there. Enjoyed enjoyed a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, I just got three nights, bro, just straight hammering the booze, man. Like, I don't right. I haven't done that in a minute, you know, working so much. Mm-hmm. You fuck around, give, give a motherfucker like me two days off in a row. Who you done fucked up? <laughs> you done fucked up now. Bro, I, I showed up. You. I showed up to work, man. I don't right. even know how I showed up. You motherfuckers woke me up. <laughs> Y'all sent me them text messages early fucking morning because and shit. we had a we had a conference call to be on and shit. I I didn't even make it. I didn't. I was, I was too out of it. Shit. I get Bro. the fucking message. I look at that shit. I'm like, oh damn. I, instead of replying back to the shit, I'm telling you guys, man. There's only about like I gotta be working less than 15, 20 minutes. Is that what you? That's how I go sometimes. Man, military showers and shit. I spent my fucking weekend. Um, what I do? Fuck. I didn't do really shit, bro. I was just chilling. You should have came to Pachanga, bro. I told you you done fucked up. But I have some work to do and shit, bro. bro. Fuck the work, bro. You left work to bro. go to work. Nah, you don't do yeah, that shit. Hey, sometimes it happens, man. I, I told you I had the uh, the carpet in my apartment changed. Like my 
the management from our building just abruptly let us know, like, yo, we're changing the carpet tomorrow. And we were like, my nigga, you're not going to give us no fucking, like, notification. Give us I a two-week notice. So I was like, bro. Put some new locks in the door. Be like, fuck you. You wait till I, I say. To. So I told him. I was like, yo, like, I'm not going to be able to swing that. Like, this can't happen. Not tomorrow. Like, bro, I'm, I got a life that. I got a job. Nigga, got kids. Like, I got a fucking tent to shit, right? So then they were like, okay, yeah. So if you don't do it, we'll put you back on the end of the list. And she's like, in all likelihood, your carpet won't get changed until around Christmas time. So I'm thinking to myself, like, the last fucking thing I need to be worried about around Christmas time is carpet change. It's moving everything at the fucking apartment to get the carpet change. Yeah, I can see that. So I was like, yeah, let me just fucking suck it up. Let me get that shit done. So I got that shit done. Don't suck it up, bro, please. Last week. Hey, pause. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck's wrong with you, bro? Pause, nigga. <laughs> so, like, I got that shit done, like, on Tuesday. <laughs> and then this weekend, and, like, while I was doing that shit, I was like, you know what? Let's, my girls, get an idea. Oh, babe, let's throw away this. Let's throw away that. Let's buy some new this. Let's buy some new that. Oh, fuck. So I'm sitting there like, fuck. All right. So that so it became Christmas early is what you're saying. You should have just waited till Christmas. Then you could have been buying all the shit and feel good about it. I fucking liquidated my little fucking. So supplemental income is uh, out the fucking question. Is 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 definitely much needed. (laughs) Pachanga would have done it for you, bro. Hey, possibly. So I'm there, nigga. I end up throwing out the dresser. We threw out the couch. We threw out the coffee table. We threw out our uh, fucking all types of shit. Damn, bro. You almost threw out your wife, too, bro. What the fuck? You were uh, almost there? I was about to throw, I don't know what I was about to do, bro. I was, I, like, but like, here goes I was my in-law. Assuming. Let me just throw that bitch out quick, real quick. shit around. I was just assuming <laughs> we was throwing it away. We're throwing this two way too, right, babe? She's like, no, we need that, nigga. I'm like, all right. So, like, hey, that bed right there, we don't need that shit, right? Right? We almost threw out the bed. We almost bought a new bed. You said, <laughs> bro, I was like, nah, <laughs> dog. Not right now. That's like 1,500 bones right there, bare minimum. So then we went to, uh, we shopped for like some new furniture and shit. We went to like Ikea. Went to like a couple mom and pop furniture stores. Hey, fuck Ikea, bro. I hate Ikea. They're a ripoff and they make you feel like you're getting a good deal. Bro. Fucking motherfucker. They're like Costco. I can't stand those motherfuckers either. Nah, I fucks with Costco. No, no, but no. Ikea, I, only for booze. I just feel like their shit never lasts more than two years. It never does. Like that shit, like I was telling my girl, like I, I, I'd rather go to the mom and pop, you know. Living spaces the, kind of shit. Living spaces, Bob's discount furniture, shit like that is cool. Hey, Bob's furniture, man, they opened one in Torrance not too long ago. Mm-hmm. There's one in Mid City too. That's yeah, what because yeah. I live in Mid City, so okay. that's what we went to, and we ended up getting some shit from there. But I like the mom and pop places because you go, you feel the wood. It's, it's like sturdy. real wood, sturdy. Like like it's like they just cut the oak wood in the back and just start shaking. Like the bitch. and it's always like no no disrespect. It's always like some Hispanic man come out like, can I help you? Just I'm straight. like yo, bro. He's like, bro, this is fresh <laughs> mahogany. I have fucking sanded this down. I polished it and finished it. It's yours for 60 bucks. Like, oh. I almost like that shit. If you walk into a furniture store mm-hmm. and the first thing you see in the back way when you park your car or the furniture store is some Hispanic food just sanding down wood and they got a big ass table saw. Bro. And they, they make, I, I like that. You know you just walked into a deal. And all of a sudden, I, I like to support like small business, like mom and pop, kind of, you know what I mean? Oh, only when they're supportable, bro, because I've been to some mom and pop shops, bro. True. Some Korean mom and pop shops. True. Nah, if Korean, bro, Koreans are the worst, bro. I jump in there, man. Hey, how much is this? 150. It, uh, um, is there any discount to that? 150, motherfucker, I'll go home. Oh, shit, fuck you then. Let they, me walk the they, fuck out of here. I don't want to speak on all, but some well, of them are abrasive. 99.9%. Abrasive as fuck, like rude <laughs> as fuck. Like, they don't give a fuck, bro. 
They're ballsy. I hey, mean, I got to give them that. They be like, you want this shit or not, nigga? Because I, I, we got other customers in here. And like, you're the only one in there. <laughs> I'm the only one. You've been in there for half an hour. Nobody else has walked in and they still treat you like shit. That's, that's deep. You're like, motherfucker, I'm the last nigga you had in here for 45 minutes. You better act like I'm here to spend some fucking money. Man. But it is what it is. So we ended up going, probably drop like two racks at Bob's discount. We go to fucking uh, Ikea, probably spent another, like, eight hundos. Damn. So I was like, you know, whatever. So then the Ikea shit, like, I'm like, you know what, babe? Let me buy the shit. But le- before we purchase the shit, let me go over here and see what the assembly shit costs. Oh, biggest mistake in the world. Dog, I walk over there, bro. I had a, I, I, we bought a dresser, bro. Yeah? I'm like, yo, how much would it, uh, ask one dude, how much would it, like, how much extra would y'all charge me to, like, get it assembled? He's like, give me a second. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll give you a, esti- a quote, an estimate right now. Turns around. He comes back, like, three, four minutes later, like, all right, so what do we got here? So he looks. He takes his little fucking scanner. He scans the barcode. He's like, okay, this dresser, um, about 113. I was like, what? Are you fu-? I'm like, we good. Thank you for your time, Joseph. Pack that shit up. We took that shit home, bro. I built that shit. That shit is, oh, man. Bro, you know what? I noticed one thing I about like Ikea shit. shit, bro. Like, if you're buying the shit, bro, you can give, give us a break. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. I remember I bought one, two, three. So I bought four dressers. Mm-hmm. I bought a bed, two bed setups. Mm-hmm. And then like a TV cabinet, right? Like a stand, TV stand? No, no, like an actual cabinet, like like where, where you put shit in, like the DVDs and like the okay, PlayStation okay. sitting on yeah, under, yeah, under yeah. the TV because the TV, I have that shit hooked up hanging on the wall. Right. So I remember that time I asked these motherfuckers, how much would everything cost to assemble? Bitch came back with 698 bucks for assembly of all the shit. And I, w- I was just, and my chick was telling me, you know what? Mm-hmm. It might be worth it. You know, you worked them long hours, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, you know what? First of all, shut the fuck up. Right. And um, I'm talking. Let me talk to the man. I look back at the motherfucker. Go ahead and put your estimates away. I'm okay. Oh, you know, we, you know, because it's a first time buy. No, no, he's like, it's a, a first time discount for this thing. We could do it for 30% off. I was like, oh, really? Right. How about 99.9% off? <laughs> oh, you're a joker. So are you. Oh shit! Okay, um, sorry, sir. We can't help you. I know be, you can't, which is why I'm to, leaving. They be trying to blow smoke up your ass. Like I went to, I went to like Bob's Discount Furniture, bro. First walk in, one sales guy walk up, like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "We good. We just looking around for a moment, bro." Like we hadn't even walked, bro. I, we barely stepped foot across the threshold. It's the used car dealership, bro. bro just dude was like, "Yo, he's like." Fucking fifty feet away. I'm like, yo. He still had. He still hadn't even flung out his cigarette that he was finishing up yet before he got to you. I'm like, yo, like, chill. So he's like, let me know if you need anything, bro. Every stop at every piece of furniture we made. I'm like, yo, babe, this is kind of. He's like, hey, how's it going today? How's like that one looks good. That one looks good. I'm like, yo. Go to the next one, babe. Look at that. If you point it. I swear to God, you will, be, you will point, he will pop up on the other end of your finger like he's pointing, like you're pointing at him. Oh, hey, how's it going today? I'm like, yo, like, you must, I'm like, is there any sales going on? Like, you jumping up. He's like, never no sales, no gimmicks. 
what you see is what you get. Quality <laughs> furniture. I'm like, yo, get, get this man out of here. I, I was hot, no, bro. No, sell, popped, no gimmicks. He popped up like six times. Like, I'm like, yo, can we get somebody else? He's like, I so, just saw five pieces of furniture and I saw this man six times. The math don't add up. It just, um, so I was, I was annoyed. He wasn't letting me think. I'm like, yo, I, like I was feeling pressured already. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I saw, we saw like a little a girl. She was a saleswoman on the on the sales floor. So we purposely walked up to her and be like, yo, can you help us with this? Just so he wouldn't, because I was I was kind of annoyed. Yeah. Like, I know you're a salesperson. I get it. But relax, my nigga. Don't fuck with me. Just relax. Like, if I see something I like. I'll let you know. All you got to do is introduce yourself one time when you walk Game in. Give me a business card. Hand your business card. Maybe after a cool little minute you swing by and check in on us. And that's it. Before I back, like, bro, he was. I was like, bro, you, you own a shit like you hadn't had a sell all month. Hey, bro, I know that feeling. I've been there. Up. Let me shut up. I know that. Fe- oh, I've been there. That 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 fucking quote. That shit came from um, paid in full. Paid in full. Oh, Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit me. Yeah, okay. He was like, I see you shining, nigga. I could smell a motherfucker with money. <laughs> Even Ray Charles could see you got some money, nigga. <laughs> hey, I, hey, that's a, gonna, yeah, that's a funny shirt right that, there. That shit was going to kill me. He's like, I could smell a motherfucker. He's like, Even Ray Charles could see you got money, Damn, nigga. Damn, that shit was fucking comedy right there. When he saw, when he saw uh, A Boogie doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Boogie finally got out the cleaners. Started running his own little, his own little hustle, but... Oh, man, that's it is fucking hilarious. Is. So I end up, I end up dropping... Pretty little penny. So I spent my pretty much from whole weekend like uh Hey, but let me ask you something. Putting that shit together. Isn't it doesn't it piss you off, bro, that when you go buy some shit from a regular furniture store, it's only about four or five pieces you gotta put together. The instruction, the book is only like one page. But when you buy shit from IKEA, it's an entire fucking booklet with thirty two pages and about sixty nine instructions <laughs> with about one thousand two hundred and forty one pieces and a half, and God forbid you lose that half. I promise you, I built that fucking dresser, and I was like, man, them some extra pieces. Okay, <laughs> 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 I was like, they don't give you extra. I'm like, yeah, these extra. I don't bro, know. Don't, don't let your girl <laughs> listen to this podcast, bro. She will hunt you the fuck down. <laughs> Remember them pieces, motherfucker. Oh shit! The fucking dresser collapsed one day. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like you open it too hard. What the fuck's wrong Bro, with you? You gotta open it slow. The rules <laughs> say open it slow. Like, hey, you notice those shit that they fucking give you though? Those little metal clamps that you're supposed to put in the back of it? Yeah. To fucking drill against the wall? Yeah, so it doesn't fall over. Like, so you fucking up my wall to begin with, and then like, what if I don't want it there later on? You gotta undrill that shit. Fuck Leave that. Leave the holes there. And I don't, I don't, I don't play those games, bro. Hey, hey, I swear to God. I don't want to keep talking about this furniture shit so long, but like we was walking around all the furniture, bro. They kind of guilt trip you into like buying like some, some furniture come with it, but they kind of guilt trip you into the buying the, uh, like the extra little shit to go with it. So you can mount your dresser or your cabinets or whatever you're getting to the wall. Okay. Everywhere we looked, every dresser, every, everything we looked, there was a fucking, um, a sign or or a statistic or a statistic there says every two weeks a child dies to a um, home appliance falling on them. So please buy some extra shit on over in our six. I'm like, bro, like wow. my girls, my girls, like, damn, we gotta make sure we get this shit drilled to the floor because you never know. Hey, bro, did you, did, you, never, did you guys buy the bubble wrappers for the floor? Nah, kids might fall. I was like, you know what? Like, I understand kids get hurt with this shit. But babe, the last fucking dresser we had didn't wasn't mounting to no fucking wall. 
And that shit was made I by I don't a think our daughter <laughs> ever had any issues with the shit about to fall on her. But you know what? It's cool. I'll spend an extra 12 bucks on that extra mounting kit. And you probably didn't even use it. Hell no. I told her I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she, hey. she gonna hold you to it today, motherfucker. No sales, no gimmicks. But <laughs> you see, it's what you get. Good quality furniture at your turf. Like, shut the fuck up, nigga. But like, fuck you fuck and your gimmicks, here. bro. No sales, no gimmicks. You a fucking gimmick. I want her to sell it to me now. Fuck you. Shit. Hey, but, um... What's on docket? Hey, my computer tripping and shit. It is tripping like a motherfucker, but I'm, I'm almost very surprised. You know, Macs don't do that kind of shit. Yeah, it's tripping. I gotta, maybe I gotta reset that shit. In whichever case scenario, <sighs> hey, I was kind of very, very, very off put. Off put? By what the fuck? By the Raiders. What made you so off put? They traded Khalil Mack. Did you not see that coming? I didn't see that coming. Why not? Well, because, like, I know there's no loyalty in the game. Right. Right? Like, when, when it comes down to it, the game is one thing, and then the business is another thing. But when you see the game and the business get so far apart from each other, it's one of those mind-boggling things. Like, I was mind-fucked. Why would you trade Khalil Mack? He is a generational, like, he is one of those guys that are not walking up and down the street every day. Fill me in with more, uh-huh. Okay. So, Aaron Donald for the Rams. He's one of the, he's another one of those guys. This summer, or this offseason, the Rams have been paying everybody from left to right. Giving people money. Deals. I'm talking about big deals, handing out a four-year deal here, five-year deal here, this deal here, signing this dude for one year, you know what I mean? Okay. They're finding a way to make shit happen. Then you look at the Oakland Raiders, and you got Khalil Mack, like best player at his position in the league. You're not going to find another one of him that easy. And you say, you know what? We're going to trade you because he has to get a deal like Aaron Donald got. Okay. Aaron Donald, I'm not looking at any, any numbers or anything like that. Aaron Donald got like a six-year, hundred and like 130-something million dollars with like 85 guaranteed. Okay. That's a good deal. Great deal. Yeah. So in back of my mind, I'm like, Aaron Donald chilling right now. He's smiling. He just got paid. Now Khalil Mack is in a scenario where I know he's cheesing. He he he's showing all 32 teeth. He's smiling from ear to ear. And the reason why is because he's like, if Aaron Donald get that money, I should get I should be getting a little bit more. Because like him, I've also won defensive player of the year. He's an all-pro at two different positions in the same year. Bro. Players break their back to be all pro at a position for one year. He went all pro at two different positions in the same year (laughs) with ease. So he's like, okay, I I, I see where you're going with this. So then, so it's like the Raiders, are you fucking serious? 
pay this man. Trade him to Chicago. He hasn't played one game with Chicago with the Chicago Bears. They automatically gave him a six-year, $141 million contract, gave him 90 mil guaranteed, making him the highest defensive played this highest paid defensive player in the league in history. I don't understand how that works. So when you see the game and the business just get so far outside of each other, it's kind of it's kind of like what the fuck, bro? Like why? Because you got these these white men sitting in these front offices. Get this man his fucking money, man. Get this man his fucking money. So, all right. So what what's next for him then? He's with he's in Chicago. Do you not feel that that's a better fit for him? No. Why not? Well, no, no. I I feel like it'll, I feel like it'll be a good fit. I I think it's a better fit than him being in fucking Oakland. Oak, nah, how, bro? Oak, who who would not want to go? To, who who would not want to go to a? The Bears are iconic, bro. Their their defense they is, is is now, iconic. Can I tell you something? Iconic. Let me say that I the, yeah, the Bears are storied. They got bro. history, but for the last eleven years. They have been Aaron Rodgers' stepson. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been killing the Bears. The last year, he, it's been hunting season. He takes out his shotgun. He walks out Look. in the range and does this. Look, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't take that away from it. But think, think about how he's going to help that unit, though. He'll, he'll you see, because one, one of the biggest things that I've enjoyed about the Bears and watching their history throughout time is the fact that the, if there's a team that you could rely on in various occasions to have one of the best defenses, I mean, it, it's been pretty much the Bears for the last, what, four to five decades or some shit? Like they've, The Bears are story. They got always, history. It, that's what I mean. And I, and I think that they just haven't had the right management to reproduce those types of things, which hopefully now they do. But... To my point is, Rodgers is a beast in himself. But think about it this way. And, and I, can't, I, I can't really compare the two, but this is just like a little formal example, mm-hmm. if I may. All right? Because um, if you consider, let's say, Steve Young in prime time, once his offense got a little weak, you know, got, and then the other team's defense would just, you know, get to him a lot quicker. Right. Because... That's my only concern about the Packers this year. Don't be concerned. Their offensive Packers line is no. I, I'm on record. They're I, gonna win that shit too. Look, how do you? Let's be real. Let's let's talk some real and analytic shit. Their right. offensive line. How Maybe. comfortable do you feel on a scale from one to ten? Now let's exclude Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers he knows how to move in the pocket. He knows how to get out of it, and he has some hands on that fucking ball that he just he could throw it in any type of angle. Right. But let's just, let's 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 kind of hide the greatness of Aaron Rodgers because that's extra work that he has to put because of that reason. So how comfortable do you feel about your Green Bay offense? Your offensive line, I should say. Your offensive line? I yeah. feel good. I feel On a scale from one to ten, how good do you feel? Scale to one to ten, I'm probably around like an eight. That's pretty high. What seven, makes you feel I'm that well? Around a seven or eight. Just because Fill they're, me in. They're all they're all vets. Not only are they all vets, but they've they produce at a high level. Now, there are, out of the five offensive linemen, there are two that are injury prone. 
I give you that. Yeah. I give you that. But if those fuckers can stay healthy, especially at the end of the season where everybody's fucking hurt, because, you know, it's football. Everybody, your body gets worn down. You become more susceptible to injury. But if they can weather the storm and stay healthy, they could really they could really make some noise. And they can, literally, they can legit be like a top 10, top 8 O-line in the league as far as pass protection. Okay. But... It's neither here nor there. I just felt I just felt like the Raiders fucked up. Like, yeah, you traded Mac, you sent him to Chicago. Chicago sent you back two first round picks for the next two years. Some pretty good picks, yeah. Pretty good picks. But 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 what? How, like they have to flip those picks that they got into Another Khalil Mack. And there's not Khalil, there's not a lot of Khalil Macks coming out of the draft every year. You get a you get a Khalil Mack once every five years. Okay. Yeah, I can give you that. Right? You get that type of and then you get that type of talent like once every five years. Right? And then let me tell you something that I heard uh Warren Sapp say. I think it was Warren Sapp. You never, you never trade a dollar for four quarters. <laughs> don't don't do it. Never, and I feel like that's what they did. They gave their dollar, Khalil Mack, to Chicago. Chicago said, okay, here's four quarters. So now it's the equivalent to they gotta take those four quarters and walk up to a slot machine. Drop one in, pull the lever, All right? See what comes out. Ah, damn, this is not a Khalil Mack. But drop the next quarter. Pull the lever. He's kind of good. Might get close, but not quite. <laughs> drop in. When you drop those four quarters in and a Khalil <laughs> Mack or better don't come out, you lost the trade. You lost the trade. Yeah, look, here's what I'll tell you about it, man. This is, I don't know. So This is where I'm at with it. A, you know, the Raiders are desperate. For what? They're desperate to build a unit that's actually going to be profit-worthy Bro, once they, they make it to Nevada. Bro, they had a unit. You go to Oakland. They, I, I never, they, they, I they never thought about way. this point. I never thought about this vantage point. You go to Oakland, and mm-hmm. the franchise, and in the face of your franchise is Derek Carr and Khalil Mack. So you go to Oakland with a fresh start, fresh city, stars already here. Mm-hmm. You go to Oakland with stars, with, with a little bit of star power. Now you go, you give a whole city, like Las Vegas, Nevada, and everything else in Nevada, or in Las Vegas, or in Nevada, you give all that some hope. Uh-huh. Now they come, now they got the spirit, now they got the fandom, now they're like, yo, now they're ready to talk shit with everybody else. Like, yo, we just got our team, fuck it. We got Khalil Mack. We got Derek Carr. We about to win some games, go to the playoffs, try to bring a cha- try to bring a Super Bowl to Las Vegas. Like you lose there. You lose. But I I I see your point. We got to see what they do with they with the four quarters. Yeah, you got you you first have to figure the picks, identify how those things actually go. Mhm. Because, I mean, look, man, I was never a big fan of the Raiders regardless, bro. 
So I can give two fucks about the kind of trade they did for me. I'm actually glad that they did that kind of shit because now you give a great player a true opportunity to a... Bro, he was already... like, a, like uh, but, but, bro, I mean, you're talking about the Oakland Raiders versus a franchise. Like, don't compare them, bro. Wait, no, the Oakland Raiders are a story, too. They got history. They got history, but they're not a franchise. Bro. There's a big difference, They got bro. history. The black hole... Raider Nation is, bro, is, is, is it's it's history, bro. Raider Nation is is real, bro. I know what Raider Nation is, bro. bro Raiders have after like the last three years they've been solid, they've been okay. But before that, they went in like a ten year drought where they were pieces of scum. Uh huh. They have fans good, are still die hard, bro. Not one of them have, wavered. All right, look, they have a good fan base. All one right? of the best in the NFL. Yeah, one of the best in the NFL. Which I mind you. Probably top five. Yeah, it's definitely top five. But doesn't change the fact that just your fan base does not make your franchise. What makes you a franchise? Super Bowls? They got them. What makes you a franchise is Hall the, of Fame players? Is they the, got them. Is the full production lineup. You see, you can have people, anybody, bro, anybody. If you ask anybody about reputation. Mm-hmm. Either straight off the bat, Green Bay or Oakland. Who's got the better reputation? Well, it just depends. Oh, I'd like to know on what. It depends on what. It depends on like your vantage point. I don't, Which I would don't, be what, what's the Raiders' reputation? I don't know. I'm. I can't. I'm I, a Packer fan, so I'm, I can't, of course I'm gonna say Packers. See, look, I'm biased, that, that, that's my thing. I can't because I'm biased to the situation because I don't like the Raiders to begin with. So for me, I'm like in, I'm in the middle. Someone asked me that same question. I don't know how to respond to it because, quite frankly, there's nothing that I know of. Yeah, they have some Hall of Fame players. Yeah, they got some championships in the belts, bro. But we're talking about this is this is a team that did that many moons ago, many moons ago, and 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 they're trying to get back. To winning some shit. Yeah, and there's you're a, not gonna there's do nothing it. Wrong with with, that. There's wait, nothing wrong with that. Wait, you're not gonna do it with trading away your best player. And it was like, oh shit, John Gruden, since he became head coach, he didn't even pick up the phone and call his best player. John Gruden, bro. They bring John Gruden back. That's crazy. He didn't even pick up the phone and call his best player and say, yo, this is Mr. Gruden. Like, let's talk. Bro, if you're Gruden, you don't need to do that shit. He didn't even call him. You don't need to. Bro. If, you, if, you're, if you're Gruden, bro, you don't need to. That's like LeBron say, yeah, I'm coming to the Lakers. And Luke Walton, don't pick up the phone and call your best. You, you, you do that. Your best player, you do that. You, I, you, know, you don't got to call the, the third string running back. You got to call your best player. And what do you tell him? Introduce yourself. Tell him you're excited to have him. Something, you especially a sales pitch. You don't. You ain't selling nothing. Uh, just yeah. an introduction. You're selling yourself to him. You walk into work tomorrow and you got a new manager. All day, your manager, the new manager, don't walk up to you, don't shake your hand, don't say hey, how you doing, don't introduce himself. You're gonna have a problem with that. You're gonna be like, okay, nigga, what? You're not gonna. You're gonna have an issue with that. I don't know. I think you, bro. You're gonna have an issue with that. I don't know. I would, if I take, would. I would take exception to that. If a new manager walked in and he's like the new manager of the, uh, 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 no, the no, work site okay, okay. and he doesn't say anything. But see, there's a difference. New, new, fresh into the company, fresh into that facility. I got a problem with it. 
a 20-year veteran, fresh into my sight, 20-year veteran at his work, at his craft. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's not coming up to you to introduce himself. That's not being that's 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 not being a leader, bro. But bro. But if I walk, if I'm a manager and I walk into a new location, a location that I'm unfamiliar with, I'm walking into someone else's lion's den. Bro, you own the I lion's den if you're the manager. No, no, but, but you own it. That, no, at that no, point, but if you're, it's, but, you're it's but, a wrap. But, but, the, but the manager's new. The manager doesn't know the ropes. The manager doesn't know how you work. The manager doesn't know how you operate or whatever. That's why you observe before you introduce. No, you introduce first. How's that? Bro, that's, that's like saying, bro, that's the equivalent of saying you're at home. Somebody comes through. Say your, your wife got somebody coming through. Person you never met. They walk in. And they just, they're just doing their thing. They don't say hi to you, introduce themselves it, to you, or nothing. Bro, it's a not the same concept. Walk, no, that's the exact same concept. It's a not. motherfucker walk in my apartment that I don't know, albeit you know my girl, bro, you still got to say something. It's, it's, that's totally different because then that's the same thing. a manager has a lot to do with you. This person doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just an acquaintance. It means, it means nothing. The manager, on the other hand, means a lot because this person can determine a lot of different shit, different variables. Here's my thing. I see my, you know, I guess my biggest problem to this argument mm-hmm. is the fact that I came from the ruthless car sales world. Yeah, I've, where, I've where been, the, where I've the been sales managers. Too. When the, when the sales manager came in, if it was a new sales manager, he would introduce himself to everybody. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Bill. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Bill. Um, you know, I just got uh, two years outside of the company. This is the first time I'm here, and uh, I'm great to be here. I thank you guys for being here. Okay, Bill. Thank you for the introduction, Bill. But then you got John. Walks in. Thirty years in the business. Been running other stores for many years. He just mm-hmm. got sent to this particular store because this store needed him. Up. Okay. John walks in. This is a true story, by the way. Walks into the building. He's looking around, observing everybody. Doesn't tell anybody nothing. Most people don't even know who he is. He just has a name tag and just walk, cruising around. Uh, hey, people go up to him. Hey, how you doing, sir? My name is, you know, James. How are you? Yeah, good. Nice to meet you. Keeps browsing and hovering. Goes, does this thing in the back. Type up some shit, looking at some details, pulling up numbers, getting all the shit together. Understanding that a person's name has a number next to it and that number defines who that person is. I agree with that. So then that person comes back out. All fucking day. Never introduces himself to anybody. And it's not till the end of business day where an assistant comes out that was sent by corporate. Hey guys. This here is John. He's your new boss. And if you guys have any questions or concerns, you can reach out to me or his assistant manager, which in this case was like a sales manager, if there's any concerns. Uh, John, it's great to have you here. Thank you for coming here. And, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Any words, John? I look forward to changing the production in this location. Thank you. That's not a good. That's not. That's, well, that's hey, bro. That's, that's horrible. You see, look, you you call it horrible. That is. But horrible. in that type of environment, do you, uh, statistic. Now, now, now I'm talking real shit. I, I Before this man you walked into that what, building, you are what your record says you are. I got you. And right, but hey, is it my fault that this man really did an impact to everybody else that was sucking? Wait, wait. I the, agree. Th- with there's got to be something there. But and I feel like that's why. There's different employees. For the different types of management there is, there's different types of employees. John would have never gotten any type of respect or credence from me. 
But again, it, you have because, to know your environment. See, right, it's different. Wait, John, you're going to walk in. You're going to look at my numbers. Based on how I'm doing is the way in your mind you're going to judge me. Yeah. Nah. Not rolling. It's wrong business then, bro. Not rolling. Not rolling with it. And, that's that's, and that's that almost business, like that's almost like racism. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And racism has never been okay. Not to say that it is, but in that type of world, in that type of business, I, I get the businesses dog eat that, dog. That's not, yeah, right? that's exactly that. what that is. I get that. But if you on my team, bro, you on bro. my team. Wait, if you on my team, or if you're my manager <laughs> and you're leading my team, bro, let me tell you something. So we we had a dude right. This like, dude, this no, dude no, was. Dog. If you're a manager and you're leading my team, Look, or you're my teammate, I'm gonna tell dog, you something. We in this together. We we fight. We go to war together. Right. I'm. You're not gonna look at my numbers and be like, oh man, this dude sucks. This dude this. This dude's that. But no, here, here's even if I'm doing great. So I just I don't want to be. I don't, so here's I'm my not thing. My job. So here's I'm I'm gonna put you in this perspective because this is the way that they taught us to see it in this type of environment. So there was a there was a general manager. His name was Naim. All right. Mm-hmm. Fucking great dude. Great person. Taught me the ropes very well. Helped me understood a lot of things. There was operations manager by the name of Victor. Also a great peep, you know, fucking amazing people. Right. Sales manager by the name of Renard. I, I'm not going to say his last name, but, you you know, if he ever gets this. I just saw him not too long ago at my job, too, bro. I'm, I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Anyway. So Renard was one of those dudes that he did his intro to everybody. He didn't care who you were. So he's your type of manager. Hey, how you doing, man? Like, this is this fucker was smooth. Right. Smooth. He would come up to you and be like, man, you could be having a whack ass day. Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on with you? Right. Be like, ah, man, you know, I'm just trying to figure that. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't care about that. What's going on with you, man? What's going on? He sticks his hand out, shakes your hand, he gets you that grip, mm-hmm. puts his hand on your shoulder, and he's like, What's wrong with you, man? And you're just like, nah, man. Just, well, shit, man. Uh, right. I'm just having some problems with you know with some shit outside. I got you. You got to go take care of that. Mm-hmm. Go do your thing. We'll talk tomorrow. You see, you see. But here's back. Here's the concept though. Mm-hmm. Great fucking manager. Right. People loved and produced for him. Right. But he never got to that point. Like this motherfucker John. We had two dudes. No, there was four dudes, including myself. So there was three aside from me that were top producers in this fucking floor. Right? Mm-hmm. Some top motherfuckers. There was this one dude, man. He was, a, he was a beast. I'll call his ass out. Wesley. Haven't seen this motherfucker, heard from him in such a long time, but I love to connect with this motherfucker again. This dude was producing monthly between, what, 30, 40 cars a month? So he was a beast. Killing it. This motherfucker, I mind you, not, not once did a conversation ever happen between John or this motherfucker. Right. Conversations happen between John and motherfuckers that we're not producing. If you're doing fucking good, if you're doing great, don't let my vibe fuck you up. I'm not going to come to you and tell you, hey, I'm John. I'm here to make you better. No, it's, hey, John, that's my office. If you need something, you walk away. That conversation never takes place. If you suck, hey, I'm John. Come to my office. Sit down. But that's not have this kind of, but it's it's not look, bro. I don't care. Look, this is the one part that I will always say. Mm-hmm. 
There's a reason why in the military, people are willing to risk their fucking lives to listen to a general. There's a reason why the general associates captains, lieutenants, and you have to listen to these dudes with your fucking lives. There's a reason for that. You have to be able to trust these motherfuckers and you have to be able to understand that these motherfuckers are here to win a goddamn war. Right. I That's understand. all that is. You're not going to win a fucking war with flowers and rose petals. Hey, man. Let me, let me, let me get there. Let me, let me get there because I actually know of a few dudes, a few close friends okay. that have had some military background that I can, that I can share real quick. All right. So all let, right. Me start, let me start here. I've actually had the two types of managers that you have. Right. So in one company, it was a hardcore sales company. I love those companies. Hardcore. This dude, his name is. Damn, don't want to drop. His name Let's was. Drop the motherfucker. We do drop now his name. Anyway. You probably won't ever hear this. His name is Mr. Trejo. Oh, Trejo. Was his face all cut up too? Bald dude. Oh, nah. Coming with the little <laughs> goatee. He, it, look, bro, he looked like a fucking homie. Remember those little homies yeah. that you get out the, He looked like a fucking homie. <laughs> oh, shit. Right? I forgot about those little fuckers. Bro uh-huh. was hardcore. Right, right. But he was very like, he was like, he came in. He was that type. He wouldn't introduce himself. He'd, he'd, he'd show us a whiteboard. This is what we need to do. We need to be here by the day. If we're not going to be here by the day, when you come in tomorrow, we're going to be having a different conversation. Have a good day. And walk out. Okay. You need help. You know where my office is. I'll be. Right. Right. People did well under him. Cool. Right. Right. Like, I don't, I don't ever feel like people maxed out on potential. Right. But then another company, also hardcore sales. I was working in a solar company. Oh, those are brutal. Solar. So. That's brutal, bro. It was all types of sales. It was, right. it was door to door, cold call. Yep. It was a. Uh, we were selling through Best Buy and Costco, all types of stuff, all types of sales. That's fucked. And it was it was rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very rough. But the manager, Jay Wright, haven't talked to him in a minute. And I just seen on Instagram that he just recently got married this past weekend. So if you hear this, bro, shout out to you. We got to catch up sometime. Congratulations. Whatever. Congratulations Whatever. to you, Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright, yes. Okay. You and Miss, you and Mrs. Wright. I seem to be right together. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I send nothing but love to you guys' union. Let's catch up. Tequila, something on me. Anyways, moving forward. Let's get, let's get back he to it. He was that dude uh-huh. that, bro, you, he was that dude that was in the fucking trenches with you. You had a rough day? He's like, fuck it. Let's re-strategize. Let's start over. Let's do it again. Bro, and I feel like everybody around they were just like they were they were like maximizing potential. Like people who weren't doing so hot before, all of a sudden they come back in with like four sales pending. They come back in with like eight new leads. They come back in like yo, ride with me, drop like all types of shit. Okay. Jay writes like yo, you want a company car? Like not just come to work, borrow it, and he's like company car, like. You could take home. You could use for your purse. Like, he's like, do this for me this month. We get you that company car. I will see to it. You in that fucking company car. So me, I'm like, you mean I could stop driving my car from L.A. to the Valley to Santa Clarita to this, to this, to Castaic? Damn. Because I used to have to move around. That's fucking. The people that I was meeting and I was calling, like. Yeah, solar panels only being sold out there. I remember that shit. Right. So I'm like, like. 
Like I'm having to do it. Like if I'm if I cold call a customer, the customer's like, yo, yeah, I live in uh I live in Castaic. I'm like, in my head, I used to be like, fuck, I gotta drive up here. But I'm like, yo, when can we meet? Oh yeah, I can meet um and bro, the further the, <laughs> the further away motherfuckers live, where the I can meet at four o'clock. You know what the fucking five freeway looked like at four o'clock? At like three o'clock? Like a bitch. But, and I used, be like, I used to be like, I used to be like, yo, let's do it. I'll be there. I used to go. I used to be confident as fuck. I used to have everything on me because I knew the, like, you know what I mean? You would just take just the preliminary stuff just to show them, to explain everything to them. Yeah. I used to take the contract and be like, yo, Jay Wright, this contract is getting signed. Because the That's percentages, because yeah. the percentages are, you go, you talk to them, you give your presentation, you do everything you got to do. Like, if you can sign, like you, you have the highest percentage to sign them that day. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. So I got like, you. but if you have to like give your presentation, you leave, you got to follow back up. Then every day that yeah, you're, you're, you're less likely to get that deal. You're signed. less likely. Yeah. So I used to be confident. I'm like, the contract is going with me today. We will set up a date today. For the guys to come out and install your panels. Like, I used to be confident. I used to be like, yo, this is how it's happening. Bro, I used to do it all. I used to swing by Starbucks. I would ask them over the phone, like, during our cold call, like, yo, do you drink coffee? They say, yeah, yeah, cool. Pulling up, Starbucks, get the little handle of coffee. <laughs> Take little pastries, set up. Make sure your wife's there, kids are there. I used to want them all there. Because if you can go... The more people or their family that live in their household that you can get on board. That's a good commission. If I'm standing in front of a dude and the dude hearing me out, I got to break through that barrier, that manly, egotistical barrier first, right? Yeah. Now I got to start massaging the ego a little bit. <laughs> but if I got the wife there, bro, I'm straight. I'm going straight for the wife. I am going straight for the kill on the wife because I can talk. I got the gift of God, motherfucker. So I'm going straight in for the wife. Be like, man, like, I'm, going yo, for, I go, I'm going for the thighs, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> Paul, so I'm going in. I'm like, yeah, Mrs. Smith. So this is what is going to happen. And Mrs. Mrs. Smith? Well, it just, it just depends on the name. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is how it's going to happen. Wife's on board. Midway through, I'm like, yeah. Okay. So now I, I look, you throw out those little nuggets so the wife can start lobbying for me. Like, yeah, babe, this is. Not a, not a this husband. looks good. This right? looks really not good. Not a husband's like little fucking uh, uh, walls being torn down by the wife, not by me. Please, Mrs. Lebowski, this is the best thing yeah. that's ever happened Ms. to Williams, us. Williams, <laughs> how's that sound? Now the kids are like, yeah, Dad, we're saving 100 bucks a month. Those are, those are more sneakers for me, man. Bro, ask me if I got that company car. <laughs> I end up I end up turning the car back in like a month later because then I got hired with my new company, had a daughter coming, so you had to switch the game. You know, I had to had to had to switch up the game a little bit. But it is what it is. But you know what though, look, I'm gonna tell you something that I really feel about this. I think that you know what? Every every person has their own their own need. Yeah. You see, because honestly, bro, I, I, I go back to and I never forget this motherfucker. His name was Mr. O. Jose. He was, uh, he was my eighth grade middle school math teacher. Mm -hmm. This dude, like, I kid you not, man, he kicked me out of his class so many times at the beginning <laughs> and like so ruthless, like, and fucking picked on me like a motherfucker. Right. Like this fool, 
Ah oh, man, I still I still remember like I literally learned how to kind of fuck with a uh, uh, like African accent because of this fool. Mm-hmm. I used to like try to fucking clown back at him because like it would, like he would just get me mad, bro. Right, right. Ah, man, but you know something though. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's pressure. This motherfucker's shit talking. This motherfucker always like like ruthless. I'll be in the back and shit like you know not paying attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He'd call up on me. Like Julio, like oh shit, huh? Come to the board, <laughs> Julio, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh fuck, and I'm going up to the board and shit. Right, duty's problem. Okay, I start thinking two times about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, let me see, let me see. Mm. Get out to my classroom. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm over here trying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I like straight the fuck out. Get the right. fuck out, dude. I pick up my shit and I go, and then like I'd be trying to ask him later on, "What the fuck, man?" He's just like, "If you would have been paying attention, you would have gotten up there and started the fucking problem." But because you weren't paying attention, I'm I don't have time to be dealing with you. Right. I don't get paid to deal with you. Right. I had a bro, and I, I learned. Had a man, I had a manager like that too. He would all he like he would always drop like very minor details about like a job. Right. Right. I would go to do the job, but like he would tell me like subliminally, like I'll have to go do something and he'll like mention like small, like little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like he would check to see if those, those, not the actual job, just those little small little trinkets that he mentioned, trinkets that he mentioned were done. And he was like, I use that. It's like, just judge like what type of thinker and listener I have. Yeah. I want somebody who can listen. Like if you listen you go a long way. If all you can do is listen. He's like, you, you got all the bitches. He's like, you don't even have to be a good communicator. All the bitches? You, if you listen, he's like, life would be so much easier. Your marriage, your job, your friends, counterparts, enemies. It's a wrap. You got to win over everybody because n- nobody's listening. That's true. But, but it see, is I, what it is. I like that. We went off on a tangent. Like a motherfucker, man. I'm glad sports is back, though, man. Oh, shit, I'm you glad, glad we get to watch some ball, man. Some some football, man. Look, I'm gl- look. There's a lot of shit rolling up, but uh, you know, what? I love this end of the year. Like this particular one in 2018, I uh-huh. like this end of the year. Football's back. Mm-hmm. All right, so that means that college and pro, you go SC. Yeah, I, I like watching college football. I don't follow it as much as I should because drafting would be much easier for me if I did it that way. But college, I mean, that's football, gonna be one thing to, to think I'm about later. Like this college football. A lot of times, are more is more exciting than some NFL. Oh games. no, no, of course they're, they're a lot Girl. more risky. But what I'm talking about is like the drafting. Like for example, there's a lot oh, of yeah. players are like first draft picks, and you're just like, why are they first draft picks? Like, right? Because I don't follow college ball like that. But I'm getting into it though. So yeah. I mean, give me give me a couple more months, I'll be straight. But I love the fact that football's coming in at full swing. Mm-hmm. That means that my betting is at full game. Right. Everybody who knows me or who, who's around me, you know, we betting, motherfucker. Um, besides that, you know, yeah. aside from the bettings, mm-hmm. we got, I mean, aside from football, you got boxing coming up with this bullshit literally next week. Is it next oh, week or we, almost yeah, no, two six, weeks from now? The 16th. Nah, bro. Two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, two weeks from now. Yeah. You got the 16th. You got Canelo, Triple G. Triple G, don't, don't disappoint, man. Come through. Uh, I want to see a good fucking fight. Man. It's gonna be a good one, bro. I mean, I I, I genuinely feel that this is gonna be Triple G's last hurrah. I, I I don't know why, man. I got this vibe about him mm-hmm. that this is gonna be his last payday. 
if he doesn't get Billy Joe Saunders next, mm-hmm. he's about to retire. If after knocking out Triple G, if he doesn't get Billy Joe to unify all the belts and to say he had every single belt in the division, mm-hmm. that's it. He's going to drop the hat and say, you know what? I'm retiring, undefeated, with a high knockout ratio, and one of the best streaks of all time. Not right. to mention beating Bernard Hopkins' record of middleweight division you know, uh, defenses. I want to see it. You know, that, that, that I think will happen. And I then on top it. of that, let's not go even, I mean, let's go a little bit further down the road. Let's jump out of the category. Well, let me know. Let me stick on this one real quick. You got Connor. You got well, no, that's UFC. But yeah, I'll get into that right now. But you got uh, um, Wilder with jo- uh, not Joshua, fucking Fury, bitch. Yeah, and then Fury. Yeah, that's gonna be another one right there. That's gonna be nice. They they got the deal signed. I feel gravy about that. And then going on to UFC, you got McGregor and Khabib. I think you got um, you got Cyborg and Amanda Nunes at later this year too. It's confirmed. That's confirmed. That's booked. I think that's in December, though. I'm, I'm, I'll wait till December. I'm cool right. with that, bro. This I'm telling you, this end of the year is 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 on fire. I think Cyborg. You got the now. NFL. Well, yeah, of course, bro. I mean, I, I keep saying it, bro. Cyborg reminds me of. Uh, she was like, "Why would I?" Um, what she say? Why would I be? Her mom wanted her to be a dentist. So why would I be a dentist? I want to knock out teeth for a living. <laughs> not, not replace them. <laughs> I don't want to fix your teeth. I want to rip them off. I want to fuck them shits up. She's a beast, bro. She's different. She's scary. She's way different. Can you imagine being her dude? Yeah. Bro, it's like you're going to be like, I'm going to manhandle you tonight. She's going to look at you and be like, <laughs> you got me <laughs> fucked up. You my bitch. <laughs> right. Now what you going to do? And but like, don't disrespect me like that. Next thing you know, you're in an arm bar and shit. No, right? I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, you know you know you it. Yeah. Fuck that. And you know I'm what good. fucked me up? What fucked you up? So Aretha Franklin passed. Sad story, yeah, indeed. What do you think about her not having a will or a trust in place? I don't know how true that is, but I read that. And I was sitting here like, she didn't have a fucking... That's crazy. Bro, I'm going to have a fucking will even if I got 20 bucks. (laughs) Five go to her. Five go to you. (laughs) A nickel five go to you. Uh, Look, I... What do you got to say about shit like that? What do you what do you think about like is that you know, irresponsible? Is that by is that strategic? What how many kids she have? Oh, she had a couple. I know she had two by the age of like sixteen. Yeah, no, rough, rough times back then. Well, she, no, they were different actually. But different a, times. A, anyway, yeah. she I, I don't know how many kids she got, but I know she got more than like two, three. Okay, so look, here's my thing. As a parent, right? I would hope I did a good enough job. That by the time that I'm gone, my children aren't fighting over something as belittling as money. That's exactly why you have to leave a trust. A well, will. I mean, I, I know, but let's let, going to be split. Let's stick old school mentality. I mean, let, I mean, let, let's. I, I guess I'm, I'm now. I'm going to be the advocate to as to why not. Okay. Right, because I, I look at it in this sense that. And again, not to say that I would do it. I, I would actually have a trust because I know how motherfuckers are nowadays. But I would hope, right. Or like most of the old, the old school parents, they would hope that they wouldn't have to say, hey, look, this is for you and this is for you. So don't fuck me over it or don't fight over it. And that's it. Because if you're a family, you a unit, bro, you should be able to come together and be like, all right, look, hey, you know what? Because I don't know, man, when someone dies, bro, it shouldn't be about money takes money. It's ugly. It is ugly, bro. But that's the part. This is the reason why society is where it is today. Money is a ball above all, including love, which is the reason why everything is so fucked. 
people's right. minds are so they're in the gutter. Love should be the the prime definition of happiness, not money. So looking at it from that scope, mm-hmm. if you're Aretha Franklin, you you're worth millions of dollars. Your 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 career has been, I mean, upheld in so many levels. The last thing that you want to think about at any time of your life is, well, okay, you know what? This little fucker is pretty greedy. She, I, I yeah, you know. But I, you got to know your kids. Yeah, but, but that's my point, though. Like, it's just those things that you, your kids, brothers should be like, you shouldn't be fighting over money. Look, I will fight with my brother over any fucking thing. Right. We will argue about Chevy and Ford and which one's better. We will argue about what tennis shoe is the fucking greatest. We will argue about athletes. We will argue about houses. We will argue about any fucking thing. Hairstyles. But we will not be arguing fucking dollar bills, player. That's not how we were raised. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So in, in those senses, man, drop drop a mill and be like, hey, man, there's a million bucks in the middle. What do we got to do? I mean, we split it, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, what the fuck? Why do you deserve more? Why do I deserve more? I mean, shit, if anything, we'd probably get together and be like, you know what, man? Let's start splitting up for the kids. I don't give a fuck if you have more kids, bro. But like, if this if this money can help you out a little bit more, you got to put it toward the kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it, you know, I don't know. I mean, that that's just how I, I, I probably maybe feel, I feel that like, she thought about it that way. But, but, no, but. But I feel like that is what a will takes out of it. So what I mean by that is there's no need for your like your kids don't even have to argue about anything because your will says what's to happen. Like if your will says everything is split 50-50. What if you got a favorite though? That's probably a lot of people don't create wills because of how they're going to be tarnished or what arguments we'll bring up later. Because there's some children brought there that, bro, they like, don't even. You mean, you mean if she had a favorite? Yeah. Like because a favorite child? A favorite child. And, and oh, my God. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give it to you like this, bro. Let's be, I mean, let's be fucking genuine here. How many families have you ever seen that the kid treats their parents like shit? There's a kid that doesn't even deserve the shit that they fucking shit in the middle of the night. They're everywhere, bro. There's, bro, in our business, I see this mm-hmm. shit every day. I see some chick walking in with her mom talking about, hey, man, you know, like the mom's just trying to do what's right for herself. Mom, shut up. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. That's why you're stupid. That's why you don't got nothing. It's fucking crazy. And I mind you, she's the one sitting with the fucking money and then she's the one on risk. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck out of here. You see, but shit like that. Right. Like, I, I, I don't plan to leave anything to an ungrateful piece of shit. Blood or not. But if it's your kids, bro, you you your job They're not obligated to leave it after they're grown ass motherfuckers. You don't, but your job is to would provide have for been them. to Yeah, but your but I feel like part of like your fiduciary duty is to make sure that Bro, if you don't leave your money to your kids, where are you leaving it to? I'm gonna give you a scenario. Send it to the state? I'm gonna give you a str- I'm gonna give you a strong true scenario. There's a there's a lady that I know, mm-hmm. right? Sitting on a good couple bucks, a good couple amount of fucking bucks. Seven kids, spread across the states. She has a will in place. Mm-hmm. 
every dime of her fucking money goes to the children's hospital. Not a dime to her kids. So there's something wrong there, bro. Of course there is. There's a reason why she decided to make that decision. I know the decision. I won't jump into too much detail. But the real deal about it is that there's a point. Because here's, here's, a, here's a strong thing, man. Right. If you provide for your child for 18 years to prepare them for life, to give them what they need, and even after 18 years, you're, you're still guiding them. You're still coaching them. You're still providing for them. Right. Giving them things when they don't have it. Helping them get out of the trenches when they, you know, when they got deep in. And then once it's time for them to pay their dues to you, you've reached an age where you can't, you're not the strong man you are anymore. You can't produce for yourself as you used to. You can't produce for your woman like you used to. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Your body's tired. You, you've done your life's duty as a father, as a man, to provide for all of those around you. Okay. Is there not a time for you to be treated back by those that you've paid, paved the way for? If all these motherfuckers turn their backs on you and don't even give you an ounce of attention or ounce of respect. Well, but that's, but that's to say your kids turn their back on you. What if they don't? Well, if they don't, but that's what I mean. If they don't, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Rita, right? we, we don't right. know her lifestyle. But to leave no will at all. Uh, you call it careless or just call, call, call it a it fuck you attitude. Like, I, I, right, I want to like say irresponsible because like I would hope you that the see, kids can handle that shit. I would you hope. see people all the time. You work in finance. Come in. They just lost their loved one. First thing they're looking for is the money. First thing they're looking for is the money. But at the same time, you see these motherfuckers' accounts. You see these motherfuckers' financial situation. And you're like, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. So this money's going to sit and sit and sit. And then the state of California is going to be, all right, well, this is what we decided. I'll be damned. You got to go through probates. You got to go through all that shit. Well, yeah, of course. You got to go through probates and all that bullshit. But but if you leave a will, a trust, or something, you avoid all that shit. You avoid all, all the taxes. Well, How do you have multiple homes? Well, technically, which I'm sure she did. And You don't have to go to probate if, if, you, if, you prove, if you prove your family. You what? You don't have to go to probate if you prove your family. They have to prove themselves. Though. That's what I'm saying. If you get a death certificate, you prove that you're the you're the loved one. At that point in time, the money gets diverged to you, even if you were never a beneficiary. But it goes through a hierarchy, though. Nah, there is husband first. Yeah, yeah, spouses first. Mm-hmm. And if there's no spouse, kids, children. If there's no children, siblings. Siblings. If there's no siblings, cousins, third cousins, unrelatable motherfuckers, people that never met you. <laughs> like yo, we know you never knew this motherfucker, but here goes. Three hundred grand. Look, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you one, bro. You, you ever heard of this dude named Juan Gabriel? Yeah, this, he's a singer, right? Yeah, he yeah. was a very, very famous singer from Mexico. Fucker basically died, right? Well, not fucker, right? It was bad, bad to call him that way. Take it back. But dude passed away, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, man, kids, family members started coming out of the woodworks, right? All out of the woodworks, talking about we're related. I'm, I'm due for some money. I'm his son. I'm his son. Mm-hmm. Bro, this fool, during his life, right. never had a problem with people coming out talking about, hey, I'm your family. After the dude is gone and the hundreds of millions are left, man. It's, uh, it, it's it, crazy. It was a wild one. For my pops died, oh, my God, it was wild as fuck. I'm like, bro, who the fuck? Like, <laughs> it was crazy. It's like, who, wait, wait, wait you, you're my second, third cousin? My third cousin to the left 
three times removed uh, fake, like, nah, get out Substituted here. and adopted by it's fucking crazy, the, the fourth generation of family? Right. Nah, see that that shit. I don't know, man. I, I, I can say that, you know, that it, it almost felt, I guess you could say, irresponsible being in her, being in her status. Because and, and not preparing. fucking huge. But I guess... But I don't know. I, I I guess it's tough. Well, you know what? You have to consider how much taxes are due in th- in that case. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why you don't want to just appoint somebody, bro. Because I remember when they when they were handling the Elvis estates, bro. Mm-hmm. That shit was wild. Look at the Michael Jackson estates. That's that sh- that shit is still in the works. Right. Never Neverland. Like this is th- these are some heavyweight money makers, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it's 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 a crazy, crazy, crazy thing to consider. But let, you know what, man? Let, let me ask you about something. Yeah, switch. Something that fucked me up today. Something that really fucked me up. Got me really pissed when I heard about it. What do you think about the insurance system? The me- the medical system that we got now. How do you feel about that? I don't know. It's a it's it's a cycle. So it's like a a treadmill that you have to. To get on, so it's like a a system that's too big to fail. It's just like it's only a problem. It's, there's really no solutions. Okay, you know what I mean. So let me ask you a question about this then. Considering that's one part of the question, so let's look at um, how do you feel about doctors nowadays? Doctors? Yeah. How do you feel about doctors? Are doctors? Do you feel that doctors are really here to help? Like, do you think that doctors are really doctors nowadays to really save lives, to change lives, or doctors are just doctors for the paycheck? Uh, well, I would hope that they're doctors because they really want to help help You'd save hope. lives and care for people. From your yeah. experience, how, how how would you rate that then? From from real life experience, I don't got a ton of experience dealing with a bunch of doctors. I know I've been pretty healthy, but but what about your kid? Checkups, likewise, little situations. Likewise, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of routine shit. Where you okay, get, what you getting at? All right, well, look, I'm I'm a, I'm a paint you a picture. Mm-hmm. So we got an insurance and um, the, f- the facility in which is provided by this insurance, which I'm changing in November, by the way, mm-hmm. um, is Kaiser. Okay. All right. Kaiser Permanente, to be exact, if you want me to be you know, on the spot. Okay. There's a couple of facilities in which we go to. One of them is Cadillac facility in, in, uh, in uh, West L.A., and then the other one is in Sunset in Hollywood. Okay. Right? So for a while now, even when I go to my checkups, man, there's times I just tell me, hey, man, I got this little pain here. You know, I don't know what this might mean. This, that, and third. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I give them my spill. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the doctors listen to what I say, write the shit down, and repeat it to me in reverse. <laughs> So I tell him, you know what, man? I might be sleeping wrong, man. I, I don't know what it could be. Oh, okay. You know, you know what I think your problem is? Yeah. I think you might be sleeping wrong. <laughs> he said, you know what? You know, my, my medical uh, expertise is so, telling me. Uh, <laughs> so you mean to tell me I just paid for parking, eight bucks, and I paid for a co-payment to just see your motherfucking ass. 15 bucks to tell me what I already fucking knew. 
Like, <laughs> so I diagnosed myself. I'm paying you to reconfirm a diagnosis I gave myself. In which I provided you with. <laughs> so That's why what, you can't be giving no information. You got to just, you got to, you can't say what you think it is. You just got to, I don't know, Doc. Just, what do you think? But look, here, but you know what? Those are my experiences. I've had a lot yeah. of those and I fucking hate them. Yeah, yeah. Right? But today, my chick takes my boy because my boy's been having a little bit of problems with, uh, with, I guess, allowing himself to digress, per se, his food. Okay. Right? So. Digest? It, no, no, no. Digress, bro. Just fucking. Okay. You know, re- releasing. We're taking a shit, bottom line. I was trying to be all cool about it. But anyway, bottom line is that he's, you know, he's having a little bit of issues with that. A little bit of colics here and there, whatever the fuck, right? Okay. So. Maybe it's constipation. We, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Constipation. Now. Make sure he's drinking water. Months ago, he drinks lots of water, by the way. Okay. Months ago, we took him in. I want to say earlier this year, in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, because he went by three days without going, stomach pains. It was tough for him. We're trying to figure that shit out, man. So we're like, dude, fuck this. All the remedies aren't working. We got to take him in. We get um, we get Mr. Chow, man, as a doctor. And, you know, the doctor says, hey, man, what's his, you know, breakdown, what he eats? We broke down everything he ate. Based on all the based on the full list that we gave him, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I see where your problem is. What's the problem? Bananas. Because there was a point where in the morning, you know, we would we'd mash up some bananas after he ate some eggs and give him a whole banana, right? Yeah. And then like, you know, in the afternoon, he'd, he'd, he'd eat like another banana with some other fruits or whatever, you know, more fruits and vegetables. So it turns out that banana is a very good substance to actually help you from making your stool stiffer, actually making it more difficult for you to go. This is actually a prescription in which they give people that have diarrhea problems. Mm. Weird shit, right? I never knew that. So, okay, fine. All right. Bam. Cut the bananas. You know, give them some lactate shit like for kids, certain powder bullshit. You'll be all right. Okay. Do this for about two months and then after that, stop it so that his system can start doing doing his deed on his own. All right, cool. Time goes by. It started getting better. I was like, fuck it. It started working. So just recently, about a month ago, he started with the same problem again. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, we cut the banana diet. We did this bullshit. Now, why are we still, why are we back to square one? So this time I take him in myself. I tell the doc, hey, man, some problems. They checked him up for this last time. And I mind you, at this time, though, he was actually puking at the same time because he, he had just mm-hmm. caught like that, uh, like a food poison kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how we got. I I think I think my chick told me some shit about her. Uh, her dad gave her something that was warmed up in the car and shit, and forgot that it was there for like about a day, and picked it off in the wrong bag. Okay. I don't know what the fuck or yeah. how the fuck that. I don't. I, I don't know. Fuck you up. I don't man. know the whole story, but the bottom line during that time frame, you know, it would you know it, it was about a day or two of puking went away. He was right. good, but it was during this time frame where we were telling about the same shit. Right. So he's just like, oh, you know, he's probably just scared to use the bathroom. That's probably it. It's a mental state of mind. You know, because be. because I told, but here, mind you, I told the motherfucker, said, yeah, you know what? Ever since like you know, we try to sit this, we try to sit him down, mm-hmm. and he was he was time like fucking screaming, crying. He didn't want to sit down, right? But I held the motherfucker there till he sat down, until he went, right? Mm-hmm. So that you know, since so she tells me all this, she you know, I mean, the doctor tells me that makes sense. That's probably what it is. He's traumatized. I'm like, why the fuck did I tell you that shit? Never again am I saying shit again. <laughs> so. Here's where it all comes to its... Give him that way out. Yeah, bro. Here's where it comes to an eclipse. Right. So today my chick takes my boy in. Okay. 
she tells the doctor, hey, he's having this issue with, you know, his stomach, having problems going, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the third, right? Right. And then she explains to him all this stuff except the part of the being scared, you know? So she actually got that one maybe from the notes from the doctor prior. Right. And she starts telling her this shit. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, you should just double his dose of the lactate. Mm -hmm. Double the dose. And see how that does for the next two weeks, and you know we'll, we'll follow up. She's just like, wait, the fuck? You just you just want me to double up a dose that he's not even supposed to be taking? She's like, I want some X-rays, you know, do some shit to find out what the fuck is wrong. <laughs> you know, you trash. So doctor, then you trash. <laughs> the doctor tells her, you know what? I, I don't recommend putting him under X-rays. You know, that's a lot of uh, uh, radioactive radiation. shit and yeah. radiation. I don't recommend it. You know, but what I do recommend is, you know, have you ever? You know, taking him to get like massage, like his stomach massage and stuff like that, you know, to, to, to figure out. And she's like, no, I haven't. So the doctor has the fucking audacity to tell my chick. She's like, well, I can help you. She's like, okay, how? I actually do this type of massage specifically for this stuff from head to toe outside of the, outside of the hospital. So if you no, want, she not soliciting her own services. She listen to me when I tell you, bro. If she says she tells to her, if mm-hmm. you want, the first visit is based on conversation. I would massage the kid from top to bottom, head to toe, figure out where the issue is coming from. First visit is only two hundred bucks. After that, for massages, each hour is one hundred and fifty. I only take cash. And just be sure, I, the only reason why I can, I, I can only take cash is because if the medical field found out that I was doing this, it'd be a no-no. So don't ever text me about any information about the patient. We just set up a time and you arrive and we can, we can move forward and I can give him the massages. I'll fix his problem. So now, here's where she was just so shocked, which I was very pissed about when she told me the story because I felt like fucking strangled over the phone for not opening her goddamn mouth. Right. So my first initial step is, this is what I was thinking when she was telling me this. Wait a minute. You mean to fucking tell me that you can cure my kid, but you're not willing to do it because you don't get nothing out of it, but yet I brought my kid to be cured and you're telling me that you're not going to do it because it's a side service that you do outside of the fucking hospital? But I pay for this insurance to have my kid cured? I pay for the fucking the validations. I pay for the fucking copays. Right. I pay for the medicine. I pay for the x-rays. And you're going to tell me that you're not willing to cure my kid because it's something that you would only do on the side. <laughs> but I'm paying your goddamn salary to tell me that. She was shocked. She didn't, she didn't respond. She pretended to go along with the flow. So the moral of this shit was I was just, I was just so brutally shocked. My chick was like at this worst experience ever. She's like, I can't believe that you pay bi-weekly for medical insurance. Mm-hmm. You pay co-payments to see these people and to be told by these people that they know how to fix you, but they're not willing to do it because they would only do it outside of the hospital. For an expensive-ass fee, mind you. For, yeah, for an expensive-ass fee on top of what we already pay. So tomorrow... You know, during my little lunchtime, I'm I'm calling in to make a complaint, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking express all this shit. But what I'm getting to, man, is where the fuck did a doctor go? 
where the fuck did the 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 times have changed, bro? The doctor that you would say, hey man, you know what? This is Doctor Miller. I refer my family. I refer everybody to this man or this woman. Right. And they they are there to cure you or to find any means necessary to give you a better life. Right. Where the fuck did that go? That shit, it got me upset. I was bumping Drake dirty on the way over, man. I was fucking angry. (laughs) I'm upset. Piece of shit doctors on my head is disrespect. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's fucking hilarious. I almost felt the $15 copay was, man, poof, man. Disrespectful. It was disrespectful. Bottom line is that I just, I, I don't know where the fuck this medical industry is going to. I don't start, I'm not seeing the value of having a, a paid for insurance if this is the kind of bullshit that we're going to be going through. Mm-hmm. And fuck it. Hey, man, if this shit's happening to me or you're a shitty ass doctor with me, so be it. I can deal with it. But you being a shitty ass doctor with my kid, there's levels to this shit. That's one level you can't cross. People just take it too far, man. That's, that's crazy. I would look into that. I mean, just try to do some Google research to see if doctors can actively sell services and products well, outside. I don't know if that's... She, I don't know if she, that's she, she told my chick no. She's the one that told my chick. They will not allow me to do this because it's out of our practice. So you make sure that you don't text me anything about the patient. You just text me a time. We will meet and then we'll discuss. No paper trail. Yeah. You, no you paper probably, trail, no nothing. Yeah, you should. Uh, probably, I'm about to get ABC News player. You should probably file a formal complaint. That's uh, that's that's out of line. Shit, I'm, man, I'm going to get ABC News and be like, you know, let's Texas, blah, blah, we'll meet up here. Man, show up with those little hidden cameras. Ooh, wired up. Wired up? Oh, hey, man, that's not a bad idea. I'll follow up on the podcast next time we do that shit. This thing is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, fuck them. That's crazy. Let me see. What else we got on the docket, man? Shit. Uh, what else is on the docket? Talk about some football a little bit. Fantasy football. That shit's going all right. Came with to get that shit started. Um, Ariana Grande. Do you care about that? What's up with that, bro? Uh, well, she sang at Aretha Franklin's funeral. And when she was on stage, the pastor was holding her like this. Like oh, I saw tight. that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tight. And then like she, she got showed, some titty action. She showed she showed signs of like discomfort. Yeah, I so, saw you that. Know, shit. You know, you know that was a huge issue, and he issued an apology that came off that sounded real like kind of like oh y'all tripping, like it wasn't that serious kind of kind of apology. One of those like apologies where you just you just do it just because just to save face, just for face value. Like, you're not apologizing because you're really sorry about something. You're just apologizing just because it's probably the right thing to do and it'll help you, like, not, you know. uh, But what did she say about it, though? I don't think she personally said anything. But he was the one that apologized because there was an uproar behind it. And then he said some crazy shit. Uh He apologized to the whole Hispanic community because he said that when he saw her name on the program... You know, when you go to a place that'll they'll give you like a booklet, like the obituary, and they have like the order of services. Yeah. He's like, when I saw her name on the program, I thought it was uh he said he thought it was a a, a large meal at uh, Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> Ariana Grande. So, <laughs> so so like so like a lot of 
the Hispanic community like went up about that. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's fucked up. Like, blah blah blah. So he's like, I apologize for. So it was just, it was just like a real disingenuous like apology. So it was like one of those. So he he took the the worst end of that shit, and then like the uh like the head of like Aretha Franklin's like estate, like they said that the pastor he was very distasteful and stuff like that. Who is this guy, and where did he come from? The pastor? Yeah, I don't know. He's some fucking pastor. I don't know. I don't know where he came from. Who he is? What's the, I don't even know. All I know is that Aretha Franklin also had a long ass funeral. That shit was from nine in the morning. So three in the afternoon, three thirty in the afternoon. I mean, that's how Ali's was too, bro. The dog, that shit's long. I would have been bouncing like, all right, God, hit me up when y'all. Yeah, <laughs> that shit's long. It's a work shift, <laughs> bro. I, I, hey, that's how it was, man. Billy Crystal was even clowning about that shit, bro. It was yeah. just like, he's like, man, before when I got here, I was clean shaved and I had a fucking <laughs> yeah, a beard a big, yeah, big, big ass beard. When this man. thing started, I was clean shaved. <laughs> you saw where this shit went. <laughs> Let me see what else. I don't really care about that shit like that. Um, oh, shit. Two things I want to get on before we bounce out of here. One, Nike, Colin Kaepernick. Ah, go ahead, bro. That's a can of worms. But you want to know what? I, I, I want to send. Fuck about that can. Okay, huh? I want to shout out to fucking Nike. Like, that was some bullshit you got to do. And they did it, like they were the ones stepped to the plate. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that Colin Kaepernick is still able to make money, like real money, like even after being blackballed out of the league. What the league, what the what the NFL did to him was fucking. That's fucking crazy. And I believe Colin Kaepernick is gonna win that lawsuit for collusion. And I believe Colin Kaepernick is going to be set for life. And I believe that Colin Kaepernick is going to make money off of and from all the subsidiary companies that service the NFL. Nike is one of the biggest contributors to the NFL. Colin Kaepernick is making money off of them. You know? So... I really, I, I really, really, really fucks with that. You got the fucking middle America white people who fucking hate Nikes. Oh, my God. I would never fucking wear Nikes again. You fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Y'all don't fucking care about Nike anyway. You feel me? People. Oh, did I, let me show you this. Look at this dude. This white dude. He's about to burn his Nikes. Fuck Nike, right? <laughs> fuck Nike, right? Uh-huh. Oh, he's wearing them. He's wearing his Nikes. And he's burning them. He's putting a flame to them. Hey, that's kind of ballsy, bro. What the right? fuck? Why the fuck would... <laughs> he's letting it burn, bro. Fuck this. Fuck Nike. He's God. boycotting Nike. Bro. So bad he's fucking burning his fucking feet off. Bro, he of... burned his fucking feet. This <laughs> <laughs> I was crying at this lick. Bro. Look, he's fucking lighting it right here. <laughs> Man, you talk about commitment. Look at this motherfucker. Did you like, see this motherfucker's toes, bro? He, he, he could have clearly caught his pants on fire and fucking died. <sighs> this motherfucker's toes is like... <laughs> bro, bro. Th that shit looks photoshopped. Like, that's how fucked and nasty that shit looks. Bro, I hate the fucking bigotry in this country, though, bro. Like, to the point where... 
people were hurting themselves like this to the point where, like, even Donald Trump, he came out and he's critical of Nike now. You know what I mean? Like, he's fucking saying, oh, that's, like, like, I don't understand, like, I don't even want to get into it. Look, man. It's, it's, it's hard to even talk about. Like, it's like, it makes my stomach hurt. Look, I, I look, man, I, I, I call me the devil's advocate, bro. I don't give a fuck. I just feel that this was, I mean, Nike's a smart company. They're, they're in the business to make money. I agree with that. They saw the trend, because this is all that was, that, that, that was for Callan Kaepernick. They saw the trend and they figured, you know what? What kind of controversy would this start? And how much more bigger would the name become if they knew we did something like this? But I feel like if Nike really wanted to follow a trend, they would have just chosen to stay away from it. No, bro. The reason why is bro. because the reason why is because when you think about company perception, when you think about reputation, companies are only willing to accept so much criticism for bro. something before they think of Bro, the dollars. If there's something about any company, any multi-billion dollar company, even trillion dollar company, the most successful marketing strategy is called controversy. I understand that. Without it. So why why hasn't no other company done it? Like I said, Nike wasn't Nike, just, but what I'm saying. But Nike how long did it just, take it for that though? Wait. Let's let's think about this. So how strategy, how strategic is this? How I mean, long, if Nike was really supporting this from the get-go, they would have backed them from the get-go. But they were doing this on the low key. They were keeping this from everybody. Bro, they did this on their 30th anniversary the, of Nike's is existence. It, is it a coincidence? You call it a coincidence Wait, or a good marketing but what? But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, it, it's marketing. I can't respect it's marketing. That. I read numbers that said Nike has gained about $43 million worth wow. of marketing exposure Whoa. since this came out. What a coincidence. But what I'm saying is, uh -huh. what I'm saying is, if they thought that, like, companies have a bottom line. Nike doesn't, bro. Bro, money is the bottom line. Mm. Why didn't Adidas or Under Armour or Puma or Jordan or anybody? Jordan is under Nike, bro. So regardless of what Jordan is his own now. Jordan yeah. used to be under Nike. Yeah, bro, bro. There's a, lot, there's a lot of collaboration there regardless. Wait, what I'm saying is Jordan used to be under Nike. Jordan, you look at Jordan shoes, there's no Nike check on them anymore. It, it only has the Jordan logo, and that is it. Okay. But all but, I'm saying, and like, I don't even want to get into Jordan because that's a whole other kind of worms. He's the, greatest at, he's, he's the greatest ball player of all time, second greatest ball player of all time. Bro has never put on. Jordan has always, always stayed away from fucking causes and issues because because he's an entity line, bro not a but, business that's a, there's a difference wait, bro no jordan is a business no he's an entity jo michael jordan is an entity jordan is a company that's a business bro michael but jordan it, has to keep his image clean his entity clean correct he owns an nba team right it's his entity that's right nike is not an entity it is a multi-billion dollar company held by and ran by a lot of investors a lot of smart motherfuckers and here's the thing. Go back to history. What you're saying if, 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 if this was a brilliant scheme. Bro, this is a brilliant scheme. How is no, it not? Because everybody could have thought anybody everybody could have thought of it. It's bro. not like Nike had a group of people no. in a, wait, it's not like Nike had a group of people locked in a room one night and one person, guys, I got a great idea. 
That's exactly what happened. Why not? No, everybody started that. Bro. I thought of that. So then why did they keep it under wraps up until now? If it wasn't thought of when it, when it happened. Read the articles. They kept them on board. They put him on board after the whole incident. When he got no, knocked off, they were low-key. He was always was, part of it. That's though. why, but under the table, he was getting his cuts from Nike. Nike never stopped. They had this idea already, already in play. They were just like, no, let, let's keep this under wraps until we say it's time. And then, it, boom, 30th anniversary, right there. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Okay, because you, but you that, have a, you, that explodes Colin Kaepernick's brand, though. It does way more for Colin Kaepernick than it will ever do for Nike. Nike's already there. Nike's Bro. already worth a trillion dollars. And now they're worth more. I just read that Amazon is just hit a trillion dollar mark. But like, and now they're worth more. But what I'm, but what I'm saying is, they don't need Colin Kaepernick to do that. They need it. Look, you, gotta, you said it yourself. This country is divided, right? Right. It's almost like you got to pick a side. Nike picks the side. So that's my point. But they picked the most unexpected side wait, that most companies were just like, wait, but this why would they the do that? Time, but this is not the first time that a that company's Nike, done that. Wait, wait, no, th- uh, let's not talk about a company. This is not the first time Nike has jumped behind a minority cause. They did it with Serena Williams. They, they do it all the time. So I would see it if it was their oh, first time. So that they, makes sense. It's a strategic move that they've been very good at doing. So what? So I mean, that, you so just proved my point. When this Colin Kaepernick came, perfect timing. What would make it any different? What would make it any different to jump behind a cause like this? It makes it money. They Nike it. stands pat behind everything LeBron James doing. Does again, it and make, LeBron James it, is vocal about it makes the money. But you got to remember these people. A lot what LeBron has a, a huge. Fo- it is a coincidence it's if they do it all the time. No, how is it not? It's coincidental if they just so happen to jump in this space and start doing it. If they've been doing it like for a long time, you show up to work tomorrow. That's not a coincidence. Exactly. Everybody's expecting it. So when there's a cause like this, Nike's one of those companies that people look for Nike to jump behind. Right. Right. So and they did this whole idea that you're proposing tells me something. Tells me things like, oh man, Nike needed Colin Kaepernick. No, 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 no. Colin they didn't need Colin Kaepernick. Here, here's, here's the thing. When it comes down to any generic business, remember, one of my biggest comments or one of the biggest things I always say in anything, I have a conversation, motherfuckers need to stay relevant, right? The most important thing in business or the most important thing in anybody mm-hmm. is relevancy. And who's looking for relevancy? Okay. Now, well, hear me where, where I'm I going I got a whole this. Nike app on my phone. I buy shoes from them every other week. Exactly. I'm sure everybody but now, else but, but keep in mind, though, they like to stay relevant in the new marketing techniques. How do you reach out to certain markets that you probably haven't been reaching out to? How do you how but do you make how do you expose Nike, yourself? But that's what that's what I'm saying, though. They expose themselves in a certain way for marketing technique. See, let me ask you a question. We were just talking. You just mentioned it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some some fucking white guy sitting in a fucking boardroom complaining about this shit, right? Right. Last I checked, a lot of the board of directors in Nike were white. Last I checked. I don't. I don't know. But so, I'm, I'm assuming they have so I, I, a nice, healthy share of, and, of of minority. Right. In those offices, but I, 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 I will again. I I'd encourage you to check that part out. So I'm I'm going based on right. So, so we got that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not go too far. Music labels, industries, all this kind of bullshit. 
we listen to these artists, we approach these artists, we enjoy these artists, they make a movement, everybody's supporting them and whatever. But in the end of the day, you got some either Jewish or white director pulling the strings up top, but nobody pays attention to him. Mm-hmm. No one sees the direction of what they're trying to do. But then all of a sudden, it's not until the fucking artist goes off the rant. He's a fucking crazy man or there's some shit going on. What's What the fuck's this person thinking? Shit goes beyond the board. And that's just the music industry. So let's bring it back into this. If you're a business mm-hmm. and you're up there and your job is to stay consistent and relevant to what's going on out there, what are you going to do? You're going to do the most do common stopping. practice right. to be in that mix. But what I'm saying is this is not outside of the norm for Nike. If Adidas did this, maybe you raise an eyebrow like maybe they're just trying to capitalize and, and, and get some new exposure. This has always been Nike. But look, Serena this, Williams, wait, wait, her wait, cause. This that, has always been Nike, though. So it's kind of like you fucking are you're buying a lottery ticket. You buy lottery tickets every week. Right. Right. Now that the pot is big, I go buy a lottery ticket. Now that's different than you buying a lottery ticket. Because you play every week, every other week. I'm only playing because the pot's big. Right. Right? So what I'm saying is you've been standing in this. So you can't be looked at as a hype beast. You can't be looked at or you shouldn't be looked at as a uh, uh, a person who who's coincidentally doing it. Like, no, this is religion to you. All right, so let me ask you a question then. If this was so the same shit, if this is so Nike, mm-hmm. why are so many people questioning it? Why questioning are so many people uproared about this? If this is Nike. Nike's been doing this all the time. Well, because when you have a brand that is so recommend, uh, so recognizable as Nike that so many people own and they choose a side or they 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 represent or they start to side with a cause. A cause that is not like yours. Now you're like, yo, I'm out. Now you like, oh, let's burn our Nikes. But now what, you how come this didn't happen all the other times before though? But it happens every time. I don't recall it being this fucking. I mean, like, I don't this, recall it at all being this way. I don't ever remember anybody burning this the is, Nikes, this, bro. This is this is the biggest thing that's happened in a while. Okay. This Colin Kaepernick go, is the biggest thing that's happened in a while. Let's go to thirty years of Nike. This is the biggest thing. It's that's never happened in a been while. that much of an uproar. Back when in the Olympics, what year was that? Oh, I don't remember what year that was, but I remember when uh, whoa. I gotta look up the uh, the racer's name. Mm-hmm. The Olympics. The three dudes that stood, they won first and second place. They stood on the thing and went like this. Yeah, the black, what was it, uh, the, the, um, what was it called? Bro, they, t- Nike was on that side. Nike was on that side. Tore the fucking world apart. But as we know, we live in a microwave era. Things are only important to us for two, three weeks, as long as it's getting the publications in the new due to media hey, bro, outlets. But look. And now those same white dudes that the same white dude right here that I just showed you that burned the shoes that are on his feet, give him about two months. He'll be back in the Nike store, like, yo, give me that fresh pair of Tiger Woods or whatever. Hey, I, I don't know, bro. Let that, me tell you this. That's a, that, when Tiger that was... Woods went through his downfall with infidelity and all that shit, Nike never dropped him. Nike never dropped him. They kept them. They kept them under wraps, yeah, because Nike's not going to be standing 
front and foremost at the the head of his infidelity. So yeah, they 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 die off a little bit. They wait till he clears up his legal issues and get back to being on a straight and narrow. Now they come back and they prominently push him. First of all, you want to talk about golf. I want to assume 92% of the fans are white. So I'm a I'm a automatically predict half of those fans hated Tiger Woods because he's black. Now you got Nike on his side through his scandals. Probably even more half of that. We're like, we don't fuck with Tiger now, nor are we fucking with Nike. Now that Tiger is over the last couple of years has gotten his head on straight, got his marriage worked out, his marriage fixed. He's back to playing golf and being Tiger that everybody knows and love. Now they're now they're back on Tiger's side. People are so fickle. But that's contradictory, are, though. No, no, people are fickle. But that, that's my thing. I'm, that, that's kind of contradictory because let, let's. Let, What's so contradictory? What, let, let me give you a fine example. We said we 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 had this conversation here. Gatorade, remember? But Gatorade. Soon as they heard the 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 news that Tiger Woods um, cheated and he had all, he had drug issues and gambling issues and whatever else he had, Gatorade said, "Yeah, they walked off. We out." They walked off. Yeah, we don't want no part of that. But here's here's Gatorade my deal. is not Nike. Nike doesn't need Tiger. Tiger Nike likes Tiger. They don't care. That and that's that's what I think. But but here here's my here, here's a big one for me. You see, because now let's think about it this way. Let's say that you're you're love devoted to your wife, like your world. Let's say you're in that level of life that your relationship is life, mm -hmm. right? This is it. Nothing changes it. We are the one. This is it. And then your favorite player of all time does this shit to his wife, ruins the family, does all this shit. He's a drug addict. Whatever the fuck you want to go through it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you say, you know what? I can't fuck with Tiger. He literally ruined everything that uh, that we believe in. He ruined everything. He's done. That's how people are, though. Right. But now, let's, let's keep that in perspective. Remember, that's a belief that he has. That's his system. Right. Not too long ago, we, we knocked off Hulk Hogan for the same shit. He did something. He fucked up, and we I ain't fucking with this fool no more. Right. Same shit. Same concept. Nothing's different. Mm -hmm. It's the same ballpark, same field. Right. So where I'm going out with this is the fact that, see, this is why I don't strictly just say I don't fuck with certain things like that, especially when it's about human entities, about how they react to shit. I can't really scratch them off that way because again, that person could refine themselves put himself back in good standing and get himself right. So in Nike's case, imagine, let's picture this here, because now Nike's only being the devil's advocate, which is what keeps him up there. Devil's advocate is basically, you know what? We'll keep Tiger on. We like him. Yeah, who cares if he fucked a bunch of broads, fucked up his household, crashed his fucking cars, drunk as fuck. Who cares? We don't care. We like him. They could have did, did what Gatorade did. We, they, they could have, but they chose not to. But why? Can you imagine the controversy or the uproar that happens in between that, between the golf people? Why the fuck did Nike not drop this fool? Why the fuck are these fools standing behind them? You see, because it's one of those things, as history would show, mm -hmm. right? It becomes a very, like an unbalanced merry-go-round if it would have been a white golfer probably would have lost all his contracts including nike maybe not 
I, maybe not. I wait, 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 wait. I'm just, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Let me say it like this. I don't know. We don't this, know. This is, this is what but we've let me seen bounce this with off them. you. If this was a white golfer, a prominent white golfer, let this be Phil Mickelson or Rory McIlroy or whoever the fuck, mm-hmm. let them run into legal troubles like this. I bet you. They don't lose that many that many sponsorships. I bet you those companies that are investing money into him are going to do whatever they got to do to suppress the issue. But you got to remember, these are it. companies that don't need them. They just want them. I mean, you see, Nike doesn't need anybody. Wait, that, you made the perfect point. That says that says a lot about Nike, though. That, if that if they I don't need you, to. wait, wait. But if I don't need you, you're not at the current moment serving my bottom line, which is making money, mm-hmm. which is trying to take my company from a thousand to a million to a trillion mm-hmm. and more and more. That's the bottom line for every company, right? The money. If you're not serving my bottom line, mm-hmm. if you are posing risk. So my bottom line is I, I, I'm i going to wash my hands and move on. I'm going to cut my losses where I can mm-hmm. and move on. Right? Okay. So to, 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 to reel this back in, because we kind of went a little bit far from the actual topic is. Same shit. Uh-huh. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks good for Nike. Yeah, it, it, brings, for it, Nike. Brings, it brings exposure to Nike. But. The risk reward, I would say Nike don't care about it because Nike doesn't need cap. So then why do it? Because they like cap. Because why? what cap is standing wait because what cap is standing for, the causes for the greater good. Like like you flipped this, bro. I don't know. I, I'm I don't starting see I'm it. St- wait, I'm starting to think you're starting to think a little something different. When I, don't I see, see what cap is doing, uh-huh. I see him fighting for the minority communities. Mm-hmm. I see him fighting for um, for the stoppage of police brutality. Mm-hmm. I see him fighting for um, people of authority being held to the same standard that you will hold, uh, hold everybody else to. Right, right. I see him fighting for just general equality. Right. Now, you leave it to the white people. You mm-hmm. leave it to Donald Trump. He's disrespecting our soldiers. Mm-hmm. He's not patriotic, he, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, there's a lot of opinions to it, right? right? So what I'm saying is Colin Kaepernick has said on multiple occasions, publicly, privately, in a letter, I'm sure he put it in a text message, he sent the email mm-hmm. saying, this has nothing to do with our servicemen and women. This has nothing to do with me being anti-America. Mm-hmm. This has everything to do with these people coming into our neighborhoods and policing them with the authority, with the fucking uh, uh, brutality. brutality that they're coming in with. Mm-hmm. How you got motherfuckers coming into our neighborhoods that's never lived here and police us? And, we, and we're the ones that pay for them to be there. Right. We pay for them to be there. Mm-hmm. They get out their cars. They pull their weapons. We die. And these motherfuckers get put on administrative leave. So so a lot of people, they, they flipped it. Mm-hmm. They 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 hijacked his fucking initial protest, turned it into something else, mm-hmm. and now people can't see past that. Trump is Trump Trump is a master manipulator. Yeah, I'll, Trump I'll, is yeah. divisive. <laughs> He's a master manipulator. That's his business, man. Right, right. You know how, <laughs> you know how, your girl finds some shit in your phone. And you'd be like, well, why the fuck you was going through my... F-? You flip, you turn the tables? <laughs> Trump Trump has successfully done that. But 
Nike, on the other hand, they 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 stand by the greater good of of, of the cause, and that's what I believe, because this is not new from Nike. That's my point. If this was Puma, eyebrows a little bit raised, like, where were you at? Uh, but why throughout, throughout other shit? But why question that though? If they chose to do the right thing, you see that well, that's that's the that's right, a conflict, right? The right thing at that the, point. Wait, absolutely. The right thing is the right thing, no matter how but, you look at it or when you do but it. But actions matter. If they took the action. At that point, you can't criticize him for never but taking actually, it in the past. But, but if, if they never, why? So it's like, say, bro, you choose to do something one day because you find it to be, mm-hmm. this is right. And then you decide to do it and everybody tells you, well, where were you when all this other shit went by? My first initial response to that is, who gives a fuck? I'm here. If you like it. Like it if you Wait, don't. It depends on it depends on how they come out with it. It don't matter, bro. If they came out with it like Nike, if they put him as a spokesperson, did all this kind of bullshit or whatever the fuck. However you want to look at it, if it's the right, if it's a good cause, then you support this shit. You but can't go back and say, oh, what were you for this? What were you for that? First time, if if Puma's been around for as long as it's been around, and it's their first time, I feel like it is. Then you would feel it's a marketing scheme. Not, nece- not necessarily feel it's a marketing scheme. So what would but be so bad question, about it? It wouldn't be bad. But the question that mm-hmm. would be that I would be thinking to myself or that I'll be asking on this podcast is mm-hmm. really great what you guys are doing over here at Adidas or whatever company. Right. What took you so long? Did you all of a sudden think that minority problem is real now? If you thought that, then we don't really need you. You can go back into the into the cave you were hiding in. Because if you're just now thinking this is an issue, we don't need you. Um, are you now at a point financially within your company where you're able to take this amount of heat from the outside world? Because what if what if Puma don't what if Puma doesn't do it because they don't think they can withstand the blowback? The, the blowback, right? Right. Okay, that's fine. I can I, I I can understand that because I can understand business. If you don't want to put yourself out there on that ledge like that because you wouldn't you wouldn't withstand that, it'll be mm-hmm. hard to overcome that. I get that. I understand that, right? But those so questions it, so, can be asked. So if the reason, so let me ask you this much. So if the reason behind them doing it, it just, it's all about was optics. because at the well, that's why. How, how, how does let's it say let's say they tell you, you know what we realize now mm-hmm. that this shit is real and we decided to help. So like you just said, oh, well, we don't need you then if you barely just noticed that. Right. Because we're at the point, bro, where... Bro, but not everybody has the same opinion, though, bro. No, There's no, people that, that they have, like you said before, we're right? We're at a point, bro, one where plus I'm one. never going to explain uh, to a grown person what racism is, exactly. why it's wrong. We're at a point where if you don't understand what the problem is, you don't understand how to fix the problem, right. you are the problem. If you don't understand that people being murdered in their neighborhoods in their grandma's backyard if you don't understand what the problem is with that you are the problem you are the people that we need to eradicate you are the people that we need to ignore you are the people that are you're part of the uh, the the oppressors but if they turn it around and start helping you still look at them the same way if, if no well, but you just but said it, that wait, no no but it depends on how it happens well, that's why. Let's just say if they it, come, if if they they come, come they forward, help. just like I said, if they come forward and say, you know what? We realize now. This is what's happening. And now we feel that we should help. 
You see, that's one of the biggest problems that I think that I, I see often. Max where Kellerman said a when lot that of shit stuff, was happening. Max Kellerman said when that shit was happening, like the whole Colin Kaepernick people taking a knee in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what needs to happen? We see all these black players around the league protesting by taking a knee, by putting the fist up, locking arms, standing in the locker room. Mm-hmm. We need a white player to stand up with these black people because then it'll be forced to have the spectators, the people that are watching, the white people that are watching to mm-hmm. pay closer attention, right? Then you get Chris Long from the Eagles to stand up with Malcolm Jenkins, mm-hmm. put his arm up in the air with him, stand in solidarity with him, right? Now moving forward, Max Kellerman says, we need a white player, a prominent white player, a quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, mm-hmm. to stand up and say, and, and, and stand in solidarity. Aaron Rodgers comes out, he addresses it, he says what he thinks, he he discredits everything about it because he doesn't believe it. Now these white people who are fans of these white players are forced to notice. So it's all about it's all about how they come. If a motherfucker, you. You driving, mm-hmm. you run over a nail, your tire pop, pull over to the side of the road, you're trying to get your spare tire fixed or whatever, a car pulls over, an entitled motherfucker gets out and start acting towards you like you lucky he pulled over. Me, I'm a, I got an ego. I'm going to look at this motherfucker like, bro, you can bounce. I didn't ask you to do this. If you're going to do it, do it out of the kindness of your heart. But you're not going to sit here and, and, and act like you're saving the day. You're not going to come over here and act like, like I should be fucking like hoping for crumbs from you. Like, nah, bro. You come out, you genuinely help, or you move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Period. So if, if Puma came out and they, 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 they look like they're coming in with genuine help, and now it's fine. It's cool until you prove otherwise. I don't know, man. I think any I think any general help has to be accepted in, in any way it comes, especially in these times, bro. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't, I don't want people's help if well, they're going to act like I owe them something. Well, it's not about like like acting like they owe you something. If a company does something and starts supporting, they're not going to come saying, oh, well, we did this and this is blah, blah. No, no, no. They're just going to do it. And that's that's about it. They'll be mm-hmm. they'll get a repercussion for it. And that's about as far as it'll go. Right. But my thing is basically one of the things that I really feel that doesn't allow this oppression to open up mm-hmm. and to get into the right direction is that not only are we caught up on what's happening, but we're also caught up on the moment that the good is actually made. We question it. Why question it? That's why, that's where you get so many people saying, well, fuck that. If I'm going to be doing any good, I'm still going to get this kind of shit. Fuck the cause. And that's exactly how it all starts. But that's, but that's, that's like, but that's, that's like how, one time. That's no. how you get riots in. Bro, but in, that's that. But listen, this is, remember the ego shit? That's what happened in the Watts riots. So, but keep in mind. The pot boils over. And that's what I'm saying. In, in my case, if I decide one day to help out a cause that I've never helped in my life, mm-hmm. because maybe I never thought of it to be that important to my life. Because you got to remember. One of the things about society nowadays, mm-hmm. if it doesn't fuck with your pocket, if it doesn't fuck with your kids, if it doesn't fuck with your household, you don't give a fuck. You right, don't, you don't right. see motherfuckers, and I'm going to say it like this. I've never seen any motherfucker living in the hood, going to Skid Row to help out motherfuckers. Why? Because Skid Row don't mean shit to them. 
Never. Oh, but yet, when there's a shooting in their little spot, they're the most important ones at the time. And, oh, the focus should be on us. If y'all motherfuckers wouldn't be doing some dumb shit to begin with, y'all could be helping the motherfuckers are less fortunate. I get that. That see, so but I, I, I look at all the are, scopes. You wait, know what I mean? But those are problems within our community. Bingo. Within, and wait, that's the issue. No, no, we can't. That, we gotta that, fix ourselves wait, within. That's not the issue. That's an issue. No, that, that's why that's an issue and a big one at that. Because keep right. in mind, but we're going to like war this. amongst ourselves in our own cities. Because keep right. in mind, the cause of what he's bringing that up that doesn't mean is adequate. Because a, but that I have a problem with police brutality. But those are two separate causes. You cannot say. You cannot say. Oh, because you are having problems with your own community, that means we could come in and fuck with your community too. No, no, like, see, no. You and your that's brother, right. your you, cops, you and your brother, everything. y'all can get into it like yeah, cats and dogs. That's you can right. call each other bitch. You can scream. You can shout. Whatever, whatever. Right, right. Because y'all are brothers. But the outside, the neighbor can't come in and talk to your brother any kind of way. Would you stand in there? You gonna be like, wait, who the fuck is this? No, that don't happen. Me and my brother, we could we could throw blows. But the moment I see my brother. Throwing blows with somebody else, I'm on his. I'm I'm on defense now. I'm with him. No, of course, but right or wrong. To the to the thing though is basically once again. Yeah, you're, you're so talking about households issue. and communities, but is it is it not a big enough issue? It is a big issue, but that's separate from the outside. But we can't discredit coming. one issue from another. Yes, you can, bro. Yes, you can. Like you can't take our household issues, and because they're different, bro. Like, I can't come in and talk shit to your brother, bro. Bro. I'm an outsider. I can't come in and talk shit why. to your brother. I, until something... You in, can, though. I can't talk to your brother like you talk to your brother. Oh, right, so let me ask something, bro. There, there's a neighbor. You get a neighbor. It's a hood neighbor. It's fucking... You got... Basically, you live in your own home. You mind your own goddamn business. Right. You got the hood shit going on right next to you. You're cool with these fools. You got no problems. Right. All of a sudden, one day, shots ring out. You just chilling in your home. All of a sudden, one of your kids get popped... Right. Being in your own home because of crossfire of whatever bullshit was happening at your neighbor's house. Is it your problem or is it their in-home problem? Whose problem does it become? If, say, repose that to me again. So you got, like again, you got neighbors. Okay. They, they start beefing, they start doing their shit and all of a sudden in home. Right. They start ringing out some shots. And for whatever reason, collateral damage, you just right next door, one of your kids get popped from this little shot. Is that an in-home problem that we just disregard? No, 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 no. I can't go over there and start Wait, talking now shit. Now your in-home problem is affecting us. What That's did, affecting what, me. What did I say earlier? Nobody gives a fuck about anything unless it affects you directly. And that's where the bigger problem is. Right, but like... You got to look at the bigger scope of it, bro. So what does that mean? So so does that mean... Okay, it's, until we get our shit together, it's cool for shit to happen in our neighborhood like no. that. You see, that's what you're like, saying. Like you said. I'm scared, of, that's, I'm scared yeah. that that's what you're saying. Like you said, these are two separate issues. Were they not? They are. They are. Our issues are so our issues. We got to get why. them together. So, but you on the outside still need to uh, respect. That's why. These are still two issues. Still need to not oppress. Still of course. Needs to sh- like, but here's what I'm saying, though. My biggest thing is if, like, this is how I feel about everything with my life. If I point the finger at something, I have to equally spread the wealth all around. As far as where the problems lie. I can't just say that this is the problem and this is it. Because there's things that lead to this shit. This whole, like I told you, this whole cop bullshit. Mm -hmm. I told you in the last podcast, bro, I hate how these motherfuckers pull me over, how the stupid shit that they do. I talk about the shit that happened over there in LAX when they started ringing me up. Putting me in the pen for no stupid fucking reason. Okay, whatever. 
This ain't shit that I agree with at all. So when I hear this shit, I've lived it. I know what it's like to have these motherfuckers put me in a position and to put me in a position that I'm not even supposed to be in. But just because, oh, no, he's, he's Latino. Oh, he's wearing the Yankees hat? Oh, what, what set you claim? Bitch, what the fuck? What you mean what set I claim? <laughs> Take off your shirt. What right. the fuck for? Motherfuckers got you taking off your shirt in 20 degree weather. So they can see if you got tats on you. So they can start pinpointing shit at you. Right, right. I know this shit. So I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that we disregard that big problem because it is a huge one. Right. But one thing is, if you're going to be pushing that subject just as hard, we have to really start within our community. We don't even have to put it in a publicized perspective. Right. We don't have to put it in the media. I'm just saying, all communities, and this goes from, if you talk, any, talk to any old folk, mm -hmm. any old folk will always tell you the biggest problems come from within. Give a fuck where it came from. They always come from within. It's always a bad seed that creates something within. Right. It's a generic situation, which we just have to find a way to deal with. We have to learn how to just love each other, bro. That's the bigger shit to all this. Cops just got too much power. There's got to be some type of fucking leverage on these pieces of shits. Right. Not to say that all cops are bad, but for the, for the most part, you guys haven't shown any good faith to us. But at the same token, you can't say that all these neighborhoods are running around with saints. Right. You can't say that there's no degenerates out there. You can't say that the same shit has kind of flipped off or revolved around them at one point. Mm-hmm. You got to consider back in the day, I don't know if you remember this shit, when Pablo Escobar was in power, any cop, he was giving, he was giving $10,000 to anybody who popped the cop and was able to prove it. So if you were a cop back in Pablo Escobar's days, mm -hmm. just for being a cop, you were being popped. Imagine that mentality. Imagine you waking up every day and telling yourself, shit, I'm a cop. Everybody is an enemy because you don't know any better. Right. I get that. You see? So I, 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 try, to, I try to really be median about a lot of things mm -hmm. because just as well that there's dumb shit going on on our end, it's vice versa. And it's always that way. And they can always flip the books and say, oh, well, what about this? Oh, well, what about that? What about this? What about that? It's always a pinpoint. But well, if I'm, we, I'm just salty about police officers in general. Well, because of our experiences, because of what we've seen. I'm going to talk to one. You know what? I think I know a couple of dudes, man. We should get them on here. Hit them up. LAPDs and sheriff. Hit, hit, hit them up. At least one of them. Even if they can't come up here, they can Skype in. We can, yeah. We could we could, we could, we could stitch the audio together and we can make it happen. You know what? That's going to be a great idea. That's going to be that. a great fucking idea. I'll get that, that shit up. Hey, man, we got some things planned for y'all, man, real quick. Hell yeah. Thank y'all for the listeners. Like and subscribe. We appreciate you guys. Everything. Um, we still got a few other things on the docket. Um, she got hot and heavy, player. It did. We still got a few things Woo! on the docket. We may come up. Hey, bro. We should probably do a, a little small one. Probably swing through on the weekend one day. And, then, and, and drop one a little early. Nothing wrong with that. Might be fun. Oh, why would, wait. There's uh, Raiders against the, uh, the Rams. That's this weekend? I don't know. I think so. That's not this weekend. I think so. Hold on. Let me see. Last thing I want to point out. Because we can do like a tailgate podcast right there. 30 minutes. Tailgate. Hey, let's do it. If y'all want to hear that shit, man, let us know. But let me, let me see what's up on the docket with this shit. Let me see. Did you know that uh, L.A. is going to be renaming a street, bro? Which one? They're going to change Rodeo Road to Obama Boulevard. Wow. Just like, just like a section of it, though. 
bro, that's still big in itself. God, bro, you realize how, bro, you realize the Jews are going to be up on that one, bro. Bro. <laughs> hey, nothing against y'all, man, but you know you don't like these motherfuckers. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to change your most expensive road. To bro, Obama, Lan- Obama Lane or Ob- Obama Boulevard. Obama Boulevard. That's crazy. Damn. Damn. Hey. <laughs> here it is, right here. September the 10th. It's on a Monday, 720. Monday night. How can we? Damn, but they're at the Raiders, though. They're all the way over there. Fuck. They're in Oakland. We can figure something out. Let's figure it out off air, though. All right. Well, yeah, we'll hey, get that. We'll get that. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. I know we ran a little bit long today. Nate about to be hot because we ran over our time. Oh, shit. But we love y'all. Like, follow, subscribe, listen, tell us about it. Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud. And, and we out. out. <laughs>